Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Unpaid and Underrated Podcast, the podcast about crew, by crew, for crew, and, you know, still kicking. Still kicking. We're on episode, like, 1300 or something like that. Like, it's feels like we've been doing this for years. I can't believe we already surpassed Massonomics. You know, like, we're, we're doing really good here, guys. We're doing really good here. So we we are legitimately about to overtake uh, the uh, the C-Team podcast. I think they're at, like, 28 or 29 episodes. But they're pretty much like dead. Like I'm they're friends with a few of them. And I don't know that they'll be putting out any more content ever again, or at least not in the near future. So in the next month or so, I, I should be able to, you know, text them and bust their balls that we surpassed them. So let's keep that up. I think we're closing in on six months. Outstanding. Kinda. I'm tired. I'm so tired. Mm-hmm. Um I, you guys can already tell I'm joined by Big Keith. Um, I'm Joey, and we have Big Matt here. Big Matt Sesney from the Wolfpack. Hello, crew. How are you guys doing tonight? Wonderful, buddy. How about you? I am fantastic. I'm very excited to be here. I'm living the dream. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> living the dream. Uh, you know what? You've already got your drink spotter out. Tell us what you're drinking. So, um, well, I've got a, uh, it's a zero um, sugar monster. I'm typically part of the uh, white monster mafia, Nectar of the Gods, but uh we get the variety packs from Sam's Club, and uh, the wife wanted the one with the mango and the pink rosé flavor in there, too, with the white. So uh, this is what we're having tonight. I've been up since 4 a.m., so, I mean, what better time to have a monster than at almost 9 o'clock at night, you know? <laughs> but we do it. Yeah, actually, I, I every time I go to the 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 uh, kind of the lunch break room and they don't have white monster, I think of you. Because that's the one I buy. <laughs> like, the green monster tastes like battery acid. Red oh, Bull, yeah. Red Bull doesn't have enough caffeine, but there's always like the white monsters empty. I'm like, ah, where's Matt? Keith, what do you got there? It is a uh, beer. Th- it, it's beer thirty. So I got uh, my Mick Ultra of choice. It is beer thirty. Oh, Matt, you were going to say something. What was that? I was going to say the white monster is that perfect amount of caffeine where it's more than coffee, more than Red Bull, but it's not like a rain or a pre-workout or something that will ruin your day or give you an upset stomach. So that's why we stand behind it for good. You know? Oh, yeah, that's fair. I'm drinking a uh, green and grit. It's called the nevermind India pale ale. Keith, this one has a specialty hops, which is Ooh. a tango and Zamba hops. And these are, um, these are, are bread, like they're bread to taste different. So they're just a mixture of other hops. Um, taste a little like candy these hops do they've got like a weird jelly bean flavor to them Hmm. this is a weird it's a weird beer but it's delicious and it's strong because oh yeah that's a good face wish i'd gotten that face frozen all right uh what are you wearing so i do have uh my massonomics uh band don't buy the lift hats you know the og lift logo r.i.p um for the shirt we're representing uh, Big Emmett, Reese Reyes, with our Reyes Total Performance shirt, you know, going with the Fiesta theme on the Monster Can. And then uh, down below, you know, stand up, you know, the curl shorts, they're hanging in there a little bit, you know. They don't look as good as when they were brand new, but there's still uh, a little bit of writing left on them. So we're representing Massonomics on the top and the bottom. Hell yeah. Keith just has a regular red shirt. Is that just a regular red shirt? No, yep, just a red shirt. No, it's the uh, this the seven year anniversary podcast shirt. Oh, I love that shirt. I think 
I know they're all the same blanks, but for some reason, I feel like that one just fits better. Oh, oh, I have. Um, what you got, buddy? I have an obsidian ammonia. Uh, bring a comp shirt, so it has my I like that maroon. It has my lift bearded across the back, because so, you can see it under my um, singlet. And it was just honestly, I just so, so most of my medium shirts are getting small. So now I'm <laughs> desperately just trying to find shirts that don't make me feel like I'm going to rip them when I'm wearing them. Well, you had an opportunity today. There was a drop. If anyone's listening to this, it's, you know, it's four or five days old by now. But they got the, uh, what was it, the the, the Paps Blue Ribbon, or the Blue Ribbon mm-hmm. Powerlifter shirt, the, uh, the camo hoodie, the camo windbreaker, and... A hat with the, the 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 crew patch of some sort. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a crew patch adjacent because it doesn't have the yeah. rollouts over the the U. So yeah, um, I think they didn't want to you know infringe on our copyright and get another cease and desist, another cease and desist from from us this time. Um, I actually didn't pick anything up because like I have so many hoodies, I have so many shirts, and I can't keep just buying shirts all the time and paying american prices and having them shipped up here like where i work i can get them for ten dollars for five like it it's if i'm gonna keep growing out of them i'm gonna have to start making smarter choices with my money (laughs) (laughs) yeah 35 dollars is hard to swallow sometimes if it's like um you know i I, I don't know where my weight's gonna be in six months so yeah i kind of gotta have like three different wardrobes so i do it's like if i if i lost 20 pounds i'd gain like five different massive number shirts back into my wardrobe uh (laughs) I did end up picking up the uh, the blue ribbon. I think it's called the blue ribbon power or whatever the the PBR adjacent shirt. Got that coming, so that'll uh, be here in a few days, probably. I was gonna get it, but <laughs> I was gonna only get it if I could order other things too. And the powerlifting record shirt is sold out in both sizes. I would want, so I couldn't justify one shirt in the drop. That makes sense for sure. Matt, did you get pick anything up? I'm definitely thinking about the hoodie. Um, you know, I I love hunting, so camo is just part of all of my wardrobe. I already own the windbreaker. I bought it the first time it came out. I haven't had a chance to wear it that much, but we're just getting into fall, so it might be time to start breaking that out. You know, it kind of came out like end of spring, I think, last time, and it got warm pretty quick. So I'm thinking about the uh, hoodie, or should I say the uh, the South Dakota jacket. <laughs> I was thinking about that, too, and getting it in a large. Um, I might have to, might have to do, I think paydays tomorrow and we'll see what money I lose after, you know, <laughs> after payday. Uh, I'm wearing camel pants, but they're just joggers. So I'm not showing them off. I'm not going to stand up on a podcast and <laughs> you guys can describe my, a- describe my ass to the listeners. <laughs> we, we wouldn't see them. We'd just see, you know, it's camouflage. We wouldn't see much. I don't know anybody that would stand up on a podcast to show what kind of pants or shorts they're wearing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we see, yeah, I, I think what's uh big Ryan did it too, but like, I'm not going to stand up and go, look, camo joggers, like it curl shorts means something standard camo track pants. Do you guys call them track pants? I guess I don't, there's joggers, sweat maybe sweatpants, track pants. I've only really called them sweatpants growing up. I only call them track pants when I'm referring to Ricky from Trailer Park Boys and the <laughs> awesome snap down Adidas ones he used to wear. So those are track pants in my heart. Maybe that's because it's a Canadian thing. Well, we call those tearaways. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, because you can just rip them off and, you know, show your Stoltman smugglers, which just came out, I think, today, too. Uh, did you guys get a chance to listen to last week? This week? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Big Dr. Mike. Even got to listen to it with my wife in the car, and, you know, I told her, like, this dude's hilarious, so get ready. And she actually really enjoyed him, too. Um, didn't get a chance to finish it because uh, I guess when I got out of the car, my podcast app was like, yeah, we're going to restart this. But I was like 20 minutes from the end and I couldn't be bothered to like, no, I'm not fast forwarding. <laughs> like that's the most annoying thing that I think that's ever happened. Yeah. I, um, so I, I consume the podcast on two different phones usually because my, and when I'm in my work truck, it's usually my work phone's paired to, to just so my boss calls my work phone. It's, you know, paired to that. So like 75% of the shit I listen to is on my work phone. But then when I get home, I have to like open up the same app and it usually syncs up, but sometimes it like I, the app has to be open for a couple minutes for it to like catch the exact timing. And it's just like, fuck, where was I? I could just like manually try to do it. And mm. yeah, I feel that I definitely feel the pain on that because I bounce back and forth. Yeah. No, no patience for that. Um, so yeah, five JDs because it's it's Dr. Mike. Like every time he's on, he makes me laugh. And he's really smart and he's really funny. Um his sense of humor knows how to ride the line without going over it, which I really appreciate because that fits in with our kind of, you know, keeping it lighthearted, but still kind of pushing the boundaries of edginess. So I do appreciate that about him too. So I definitely, yeah, that's five JDs for me. Yeah, that's that's a fair ring. I'm uh probably just go ahead and com- combine the chicken bake video and the podcast because I kind of consumed them all right around the same time. Um, you know, and, and Israel was essentially the entire chicken bake video. Uh, that was really funny. Uh, I didn't, I don't think I've known about it a lot. I, I haven't consumed a lot of Israel's, you know, content. It's just needs, you know, kind of on my radar, but not something I really go on way to watch. I definitely don't follow him on YouTube, but, but fuck dude, he's funny. Uh, but he definitely does like right to the edge of like you know what's the most amount of politically incorrect you can be and not get canceled and he was like right on that <laughs> cusp of that it felt uh so it was pretty funny so uh go ahead and give him uh five jds for this week what about you matt do you have a chance to watch the uh, chicken bake or can get to the podcast i did watch the chicken bake um uh well mostly listened to it but it was playing on my phone while i was driving home from work today i wanted to make sure that i caught that but um i had the holiday off on uh, Monday, perks of being a government worker. And uh, yeah, I was just doing stuff around the house. And like, as soon as I remembered that it was Mike Isertel on there, I burned through the whole episode. (laughs) And the only times that I paused it was for me to run around the house frantically to look for my wife to recount in a less funny way the thing that um, Dr. (laughs) Mike just said, because I can't stop laughing. So of course, I need to tell it to her, even Mm -hmm. though it has no context, and she's not going to think it's funny. But for me, laughing out loud, I don't know, countless times while listening to it, it's obviously going to have to be a 5JD power for me. It's funny that you say that, because today I came up uh, from the gym, and I was telling Morgan, like my wife, uh, that like, oh, the juggernaut wanted me to do four reps at RPE 10, but I was able to do five, which pushes it, you know, my max up to this level, blah, blah, blah. And she's just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. She goes, you know, if you ever asked me about this after the fact, I have no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's just the same thing. You got to go find her to be like, yeah, listen to this. And she's like, uh-huh. Okay. Good boy. <laughs> I get the same thing from my wife as well. Like, um, 
she definitely cares and like she'll ask um like oh what did you squat this week even though like she could see it on the social medias or whatever mm-hmm. and then but you know her like friends and family will ask about me because they know that it's kind of like my only like big hobby and she just basically says anything over 300 pounds to just like the random person that has never weight trained it's all just heavy and they can't really comprehend it she's like even when you tell me and she's like i follow powerlifting you know adjacently like quite a bit and she goes to the meets and kind of understands but it's all just still heavy and at some point she's just like when's it enough i'm like that's the thing it never is never you know the pursuit never ends (laughs) never gonna stop they like to say good stuff so did you guys see all the uh, stolen IG content we had there? Uh, there, was a, there was a couple of different things to touch base on it. The, the, uh, the girl that posted the reel that was pretty much identical to the one Tanner posted last week about the uh, I don't know, the guy walking around the gym saying, was it something about call me anything, but don't call me small or something to that extent, right? So yeah. Oh, yeah. Just copied that, like, you know, meet. The second I saw that. And then, and then she was like, I guess, was she deleting a bunch of the... Uh, yeah, were you, were you the first one that commented on her thing? Because Tanner... Canter asked, tagged mm-hmm. you in Discord asking about it. And then when I went to the post, there was no comments from anyone in crew. And then like 10 minutes later, there was like 20 of them. And she like had some like, thanks for helping me boost my channel. Like, like just this uh, like snarky response. Like just, you know, I don't know. But she definitely deleted a bunch of comments prior to that. That popped up on my feed and I'm like, oh, Massonomics Army thinking back to, uh, rep fitness and everything else i'm like we will defend their intellectual property (laughs) and i immediately tagged them and said uh you know and i made sure to check the date that she posted and the date that tanner posted and i'm like oh massonomics um uh stole the joke from massonomics i think i tagged and then um massonomics replied oh that's funny that we posted the same joke with the same format one day prior to yours and she's like oh you know great minds just think alike you know we must have had the same idea yeah okay you know and then she deleted all that which is some bullshit oh thanks yeah i definitely uh screenshotted those comments too you know oh nice Mm -hmm. in the long run doesn't matter because this is the internet everybody steals everything because then big matt stole something yeah, that was that's what we were getting to. <laughs> and, but I, I don't. I think Tanner was more busting his balls because, like, the thing he posted didn't even. It was just. It was just Billy Madison, but it was a completely different, relevant. Like it was in a completely different format, I believe. Uh, but then Big Matt pulled it down before I had a chance to like do get a screenshot of it, do a side by side, making fun of him. But uh, no, we all we all like just bust bust each other's balls. So I think I think everyone's stolen a little bit of something from someone. But like Big Jeff even said it, and like I've always kind of felt it. You know, you know me, guys. I'm anti-influencer, influencer type. Where, like, I don't. There's no funny memes anymore. Like they might make your nose laugh, but they're all the same variation of a different thing. It's somebody told me I'm not going to go to the gym, but I am going to go. There's a new person at the gym doing something stupid, and I'm going to mock them. Like it's all just variations of the same thing. It's just a matter of finding new ways to put a reaction to the same caption. Oh my gosh, a sumo deadlift with straps! <laughs> I yeah. haven't heard anything about that before. Yeah, you know? yeah, right. Like, oh yeah, better, better make some inappropriate joke about that. Like, it's just like, stop, just stop. Memes are memes. That's the point. Meme. What does it mean? meme is a memetic it's a memetic it's a repetition of itself over and over again until it loses its meaning of its original context so like but ultimately that girl got had 
got what was coming to her. I was going to say like, of like the whole, like Jim memes and everything being outplayed, like the people taking the Sam Sulik clips out of context and then putting stuff over it because he's already like kind of so different from the typical stuff. Those are the ones that I've actually been laughing at lately. And when they take him and they apply it to like non gym related things in like the captions or the words, like I actually laugh at those ones, but I'm sure that'll burn out in a week or two. It'll be enough, you know? I think the the last one I really laughed at, uh, there's this guy who does a series of like, like Bible verses from the gym. And he's like, you know, let us all read today. And then it's just Capicola screaming. Ah! <laughs> and it just said unintelligent or uh, untranslated script. And <laughs> I genuinely laughed out loud at that. Like that was the first time I got all laughed at because, you know, also, Capital looks just great. Grizzlies top tier. Oh yeah, for sure. Keith, you're gonna say something, and then you froze. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of my the, the one of my funniest memory about a meme, uh, like years ago, working with this older dude, and he had like some like you know, it's like a teenage daughter, and so anytime he would reference a meme, he would call it um 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 uh a meme. Like, yeah. Like he would like, and I'm just like, the fuck are you saying? Like, and I had to like teach him that it was meme, not meme. And he was like arguing with me. And I'm like, well, okay, I'm wrong and you're right. Funny story about the um, the word Mimi is um, <laughs> I have a uh, five-year-old son and uh, he's got, you know, my parents and uh, my wife's parents and they all need a name. So um, my stepmom wanted to be called Mimi, but she spelled it M-E-M-E. And I just think after like five years now, of like her name being meme she changed it to m-i-m-i and gave up on the the meme spelling for mimi so it's just you know kind of funny being the older generation not really understanding memes and even the word itself uh to take that one step further um you're from new york so the opposite side of ontario the um the windsor chatham essex county area where you cross over into detroit has a very particular population of French um, settlers. And in that dialect, you refer to your grandma as Meme. Mm. Okay. But to any other French speaker, that is fat old woman. Really? That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when my kids call my mom or my mother in law, Meme, and it's so funny because if any Quebecois people are around, they're just like, what? And we're like, <laughs> from Chatham. They're from Chatham. And they go, oh, yeah, okay. D'accord, d'accord. <laughs> it's, uh, it's funny that that just is a little extended version of that. Um, Let's talk about that Crew Falls meetup. Sorry, I'm just going to like jump into jump into things. We can only talk about meme for so long. Nah, Crew Falls is going to be awesome. Uh, I... Got an anniversary present, a surprising anniversary present, a uh, plane ticket to go out to Crew Falls. So that is happening. So Big Keith will be in Sioux Falls for the Crew Falls meetup. Very excited. Is that both of you or just you? No, nah, just me. Yeah. I think the anniversary present for itself is a weekend alone, but uh, it's just, 
I wasn't going to go. I was kind of looking at tickets. I was like, uh, that's a lot of money and literally spent X amount of money this year. And, mm-hmm. you know, we exchanged gifts and she got a hoodie and I got a fucking several hundred dollar plane ticket. So I guess I won. <laughs> and then she gets a, you know, a nice three day weekend alone. So I guess she wins too. I was Technically she won because she got you the better yeah. gift. You won getting yep, the gift, true. but then she gets, she's going to go lift all of your weights. She's just going to yep. go down there. She's going to make videos dressed like you. In the no wine cellar, <laughs> she's I gonna wear she gonna... socks. She's gonna put on a singlet. She's gonna do your little dance with your hands before you deadlift. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. pretty sure she's gonna sit on like sit on the couch with cats and watch TV for yeah. three days straight and, and enjoy the shit of her life. Now I'm gonna message her and tell her to do that. Yeah. <laughs> that would be funny. Even if she doesn't actually do it, she's got to make it appear like she is just to yeah. troll you. Or maybe put one plate on the weight tree backwards. You know. Oh. See if he notices. I was still. I was putting. I grabbed some tins today, but on the deadlift platform weight tree, and they were fucking. There was like four tins in a row that were backwards. I was like, God damn it! I'm like, and then I'm trying to like think back. Which fucking asshole was deadlifting here Friday? And I was like, it was like six people. So I was like, I don't fucking know who I can yell at. But did you hear some, him say some... tins? Did you hear him say tins? Tins, tins, not tens, tins. That one I could go either way. I think that's the Gen Gin one, right? It's definitely like T E N, but. I guess T at 10. Let me get some 10s. Yeah. yeah I, I, I think I do pronounce that, enunciate that with an I a little more than an E. Do you remember when uh, Big Caden stopped by my house to pick up some gym stuff and mm-hmm. I wasn't here? So I just told my wife, I was like, okay, um, I left the package for him, just like, just hand it off to him. And she was like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. So she went and dressed like me. She put on like my crew jacket with all this patches and she put on a masonomic shirt. And then she did the thing where she like opens her mouth and smiles and points. Cause I do that in all the pictures. She, <laughs> she's like, yeah, I just, I thought since you couldn't be here, I would just be you when you weren't here. So she fucking roasted me. And I think that I think your wife should do that. <laughs> oh yeah. What are wives for if they're not going to roast us? That's my wife's favorite hobby is making fun of me and, I love it. I'm here for it. <laughs> it's a good hobby. Any uh, any chance either you guys are going to do a surprise? Any chance either, either you're going to do a Crew Falls uh, surprise drop-in? No, not a chance. Uh, no. I When was, was it? In the fall? December 9th. December 9th. Oh, yeah. that's. You're gonna be, we know you're going to be a tree stand for the next four months, Matt. We all know that. Until New Year's, basically. Yeah. I was going to say, Matt, if you have nothing to do December 9th, I have a meet here in Burlington which is close to Toronto. So if you're not doing anything. <laughs> I don't think I can come into Canada. I let my enhanced license mm. um, expire. I had one when I was in college because I went to Niagara University, which is like on the gorge, like the Niagara River. So we could like walk over to, um, oh, what is that? The island or the hill? What, do you know what that's called, Joey, right there? Like the touristy area? Uh, you have your Yeah, Niagara. I was there. I was just there. I want to say Niagara on the falls, but that's clearly not it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that, that, that might be adjacent. A little too on the nose. That's a little too on the nose. Yeah. Niagara on the falls. Is it on the falls? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is Niagara in the name? Yes. Clifton Hill. That's it. There it is. Yeah. yeah it's got all the... Mm-hmm the corny shit up on the hill 
Yeah, Boston pizza. That's the only time I've ever been to a Boston pizza is on Clifton Hill. And that's the worst Boston pizza. <laughs> Overrated. <laughs> yeah, well, if you go to that one, for sure. We went to the Rainforest Cafe last time we were there, and that was trash. Fun for the kids. What he meant to say was unpaid. Yes, it was definitely uh, Well, no, I paid a lot. I paid a well, lot. Oh, yeah, sure. you will. <laughs> and $120 for some microwave food. Like, Ugh. Speaking of getting pissed at things, hey, guys, let's jump into what's grinding my knurling this week. Now, and this is a Joey original segment, right? Yeah, I totally made this up with the help of Big Hayden to get the name. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Um, you know, this is the benefit of not listening to the back catalog is everything's new to me. <laughs> so I, I think some people are kind of missing the point of what, what I want to do here. Um, the idea is to give us a pet peeve and let us rant about it. And I do appreciate everybody engaging with the post, but some of you are giving you like the thing that happened to you specifically. And I don't know how to react to that. So I appreciate everybody's feedback, but some of this stuff is so utterly specific that I don't know. I don't know. Like I'm not going to say it because I don't want to embarrass it because there's actually more than one, but so I'm going to, pick three today, maybe only two. And I want to hear everybody kind of see if this pisses them off as much as it's pissing everybody else off. Um, so Matt, you have a home gym. Yes. Currently sitting in it. Cool. Having the room for more equipment, but being cheap and not buying it. (laughs) Matt's raising his hand. I don't know about being cheap, but um, it's just um, like, you know, you, there's only so much like fitness related money that you can justify, whether, you know, you supplements, uh, if you're into that, like home gym equipment. Um, a big expense for me right now is the wall of powerlifting gear, being a geared powerlifter. So this year I haven't really purchased a ton of things in the gym um you know far less than previous years since i've had my home gym because the money has gone into squat suits and bench shirts so if i stopped buying that stuff and took all that money i I could buy more equipment and i certainly have the room so eventually we'll expand i'm in a i'm in a particular area where i i don't have the room and that's good because i probably would spend the money Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when I didn't have the room, like, uh, I just recently built this house and everything and like, does it, you know, designed it with a basement gym in mind and everything. And, uh, while we were building, um, because we did a ton of the work ourselves, my wife and I built like half this house, just her and I together, we had stayed with her parents for like a year and a half and, you know, their house was not a ranch. So the basement was smaller and they had all their own stuff. So Matt's home gym was the area of two stall mats. Mm. And uh, that's all I had. I had a half rack squat stand and then I deadlifted in front of it and a flat bench. 
The only thing that I could do at that time that wouldn't really take up space is just get or fabricate specialty bars and then just lay them all on my spotter arms. And then when I would lift, I'd put them to the side because they didn't really add to the overall footprint. So Mm -hmm. if I was in your situation, Joey, I would just be buying all the barbells I wanted because they don't really take up room. I want a deadlift bar. And because there's also not a lot that like, I think if somebody offered me, I would say, no, I don't have the room, but like a deadlift bar was what I would want. Have you been scanning the used market? Because you can get lucky. I recently got a Texas deadlift bar for $60 this year. That was one of my few equipment purchases. It was completely rusted and it just took maybe half an hour of elbow grease. Is that the one I sent you? I think. No, I found this one like it was close to close to your house, uh, Keith. Actually, I think maybe near Brockport on mm-hmm. Route 31, like on the way, like the way I would drive to come to your gym. I swear and, I sent uh, you that. Like maybe I didn't, but yeah, no, I remember. I remember seeing that it was complete, completely rusted, locked up. And, yeah, yeah, I picked. Yeah, and I, a little three in one in a brush probably fixed that mm-hmm. right up. Yep. Hmm. All right. Uh, looks like Keith has nothing to contribute on this one. So, I'm well, I so what was the initial? Because like I, it, it pisses me. Off. So, was it that someone's upset that they have this, that they don't have the money, because they're they're upset with themselves for being cheap? I, I I didn't understand how it was worded. I don't know. Having the room for more equipment, but being cheap and not buying it. And that so I would say that if if I'm in the person that made that statement, that pisses me off. If there's people out there that do that. <laughs> if we look at it like that, like I wish I had twice the amount of space because I have ten thousand dollars that I drop on more gym equipment fucking tomorrow if I had another thousand <laughs> square foot of space. So it depends on how you look at it. But yes, that would piss me off if there are people out there that have the space and won't fill it up with gym equipment because they're cheap. But hey, who am I to judge what you do with your own money? But me personally, I if I had more space, I would have ten thousand dollars less money in the bank. All right. Next one. And this one. Mm, I drive a lot, probably like not as much as you, maybe Keith, but like I drive a lot and I hate people, people in a full drive through on their phone and not pulling forward when it's their turn. Now I'm going to, I'm going to say people on their phone while they're driving in general, cut it out, cut it out. Like damn many times just on my own street, because I live on a country road, you'll see some dummy slowly drifting into the oncoming lane that I'm in. Because they're staring at their phone while they're driving. It happens like once or twice a week. And you just honk their horn. And then one day I'm going to do that. I just give them a quick honk. And one day I'm going to do that. They're going to overcompensate and end up in the ditch. And I don't care. Like, don't. (laughs) It's against the law for a reason. You know, I'm not one to always like be that laws are justified all the time. But that one, you hurt a lot of people when you're doing that. My kids are in the car and you're just drifting into oncoming traffic. So that one, yeah, that one definitely get off your phone if you're driving. Attack, get a dashboard thing where you can plug your phone in and see it from there or something. But if you're doing that thing where you're staring down at your phone, drive off the road. Get out of my way. I think um, people are just like addicted to like, you see them at the red lights and they're on Instagram or Facebook or TikTok or something like they can't 
separate like they've got that dopamine addiction where like if they just supplemented that by doing what i do and listening to the massonomics podcast every time they're in the truck or another podcast you're stimulated enough because you're more engaged than listening to just radio and songs you've heard a thousand times Mm -hmm. but you're not like it doesn't require eyeballs so you can pay attention to what you're doing you know yeah so i have a slight adjacent one to this to 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 to, you know to to carry on to the what grinds my knurling right now people that fucking won't pull up at a red light they like to give a car to half two car lengths worth of fucking space between the two vehicles so there's a what where that fucks me and my my reasoning of that is i'm trying to make a left-hand turn and get into the left-hand lane and you're fucking sitting two car lengths back from the car in front of you and you're blocking me making my left-hand turn to get into that lane which has a fucking green light and i could fucking be home right now but you're selfish fucking ass hey. who i uh, is it because they think there's a an apocalypse and they want to be able to fucking zigzag out of traffic or something like why the fuck aren't you uh, one half car length max no nope. i i fully disagree with you there That's i'm going to go but... i'm going to go one car length okay not one half mm. because a your emergency does not constitute a threat to my safety so I have zero patience for for that concept. I'm staying a car length behind because if somebody rear ends me, I don't want to rear end that dummy. Okay. Also, two other things, three other things. You never know what's going to happen. Three other things. And I, I can tell you right now, I saw a TikTok where somebody explained this exact shit. Truck goes through a red, goes through an intersection, hits a, uh, a pothole, and a sinkhole forms under that truck. The car that was behind it left enough room that it was able to stop. If it hadn't. It would have been in that sinkhole too. Second, carjackings. Doesn't happen a lot up here, but I know it's happening a lot down there. If you are far enough behind that car when they go to stop, block you in, and get out of the car to come and steal your car, if you've left a root car length behind, you can get away from them. And the third one, which I think it was the rear end thing, that if some dummy rear ends you, you're not going to hit the person in front of you because then you're still at fault for parking too close to them. So I will say as much as it bothers you. I am a safe driver. I give a car length every time. I guess I'm thinking more. Oh, like, thank you, Matt. <laughs> I have to like register a car length versus I'll have to evaluate next time. I'm, like there's, there's a, a specific turn near my house that impedes me from getting home on time. Most yeah. of the time I have to evaluate if it's more than a car length. If I'm like, if I'm over as if I'm, you know, generalizing that it's, that it's multiple car lengths or if it is exactly a car length because I it's think you're like I think you're more focused on the inconvenience of you getting into the left lane. So you're exaggerating the space that they're leaving. But it also means it it also means only half the cars are going to get to go through the fucking green light on time and then you get all these assholes that fucking run red lights. If you yep. fucking enter an intersection when it's already red, I'm honking my horn at you flipping you off and fucking gunning it and if I you fucking hit me fuck you. Yeah, I hate fucking people that that run red lights because they think it's just their fucking turn. I've been you know? waiting. So therefore the rules don't apply to me. Oh, I see it all the time. I see it all the time. That gets me. Oh, like when people are making the left-hand turn and it's fucking been red for like five seconds and they're still going. And I just fucking <laughs> creep out. I have a green light. I'm fucking going. Fuck yeah. you. Like you're stuck in the middle of the intersection. Now the person behind me might let you through, but I'm fucking not. I've done that a time or two, but the wife didn't like it. So I can't, I can't, I can't do it with her in the car. Around here, we have a little bit of a plague of overly aggressive drivers who, um, speed through left lanes, blow through red lights, and are a little bit all over the road. And they happen to be mostly the white plates with the blue writing. 
in the Niagara Falls, USA area. Yeah. They tend to, um, I don't know what it is, but, um, they come over here and just probably because you're in, they're over shopping, trying to get, you know, their 17 gallons of milk and, uh, a full suitcase load of clothing to smuggle back over at half the price of, uh, what it is over there. Have you driven up here? Um, it has been a very long time. I, I was in New York. Re- I was in New York really recently, and I'm going to tell you, uh, probably that they're stupid and not malicious. Your lights over across New York are very confusing. Um, here, our lights hang by a pole. They're yellow. You can see them from far away. They have lights that adjust to the sunlight. They're very different to the ones that hang like yours do from a wire. But you guys also have a light next to a light and one is for this one, one is for that. And that's very confusing. I would say Mm -hmm. the first time I drove in New York, I probably ran a red because I didn't know that red was for me. I'm going to say probably, I'm going to say probably, I don't think I did, but like, I, I remember distinctly going like, I don't know if that's my red or not. So I don't know what to do. And then the car behind me was like, fucking go. So I went, but like, I'm going to you're say. Used to what you're used to, you yeah. know? And also though, you are right. The people from Ontario are damn idiots because they drive badly up here too. <laughs> yeah. And I like, I don't know if it's the type of person that like comes over to Niagara Falls to go shopping on the weekends. That is the problem more so than the fact that it, they're from Ontario. You know what I mean? Or what? But. <laughs> yeah. It causation, not correlation. No, Eventually, I, the, yeah. the lights down there are confusing to us because we're not used to them. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, pull over and Google it, like fucking calm down. Like that doesn't mean go. That means slow down and drive with caution. If you don't understand the laws of the road. Yeah. Exactly. What doesn't help sometimes for me is like the fucking road. Oh, oh it, it'll automatically turn into a right hand only lane, like without any like warning so i'm just like in the lane and then it's like oh i can't keep going straight down this fucking road i i'm in a right only now lane yet there's no fucking lines on the road anymore because they're completely eroded so this is fun yeah well i'm terrible at driving anywhere outside of my normal operating area which is not very large so like when the wife and i traveled to aberdeen this summer like in that side of south dakota it was a breeze because everything was straight and like There was no issues, but as soon as we got into driving, like after the meet that was like crooked and all over the place, like I am beyond nervous. Like, where am I going? I miss my turns. Like, I I don't like that feeling of not knowing or being familiar with the road infrastructure, especially in different states where their signage and their traffic lights and everything are different. All right. Last but not least, this is the one that fucking irks me. (laughs) Okay. People FaceTiming, and I'm going to say or phone calling, in public on speakerphone. No, 100%. The shittiest, worst thing. I'm going to tell you, when I went to the Fergus Highland Festival Games, okay, I found a really good seat. There was nobody sitting in front of me. My kid could sit next to me without disturbing anybody. I found the prime seat. Doesn't this fucking lady or this lady fuck, or whatever you want to call it, (laughs) sit next to me. She's got her FaceTime going, right? And she's holding it up for her friend to watch the Highland Games from home. 
and she's yelling into the phone as she's doing it. I, I've never in my life said somebody to somebody like, I would never say something, but the look that I can give human beings when they are being disruptful to the public sphere is generally pretty unnerving to strangers. I made that lady move. Like I just stared uh, lasers through her and not at her phone directly at her face because you were making this so much harder for everybody around you where I work. I see it all the time too. There's people walking, talking into the bottom of their phone, screaming, and they've got it on speaker into the area too. Like nobody wants to hear this shit. Remember back in pre-COVID where people would blast music on their phone on the bus? Like back before I drove, I'd sit on the bus and there'd just be some jackass sitting there blasting. I don't even care what kind of music it is. It's disruptive. I don't care if I like the song. If I can hear you over my headphones, there's a problem. But it all just comes down to the fact that people are unaware of their role and space within public spheres because now everybody seems to have forgotten that, you know, there is a space that exists around. And that includes auditory and visual and mental, not just physical, that you are now in and interrupting. And I think that's maybe why they put that one in there is because I think I've touched on this before. It's just like, you just need to be aware that like everything you do, when you chew with your mouth open, you are disrupting the public sphere. <laughs> like, uh, I could go either way on that topic because like the in public, like at the grocery store and things like that, I find very annoying, but like working in blue collar, like, I, when I'm making work calls or I'm talking to the boss or a coworker on the job, we might actively be working on something. And then I'm like in a drop ceiling and my phone's on speakerphone sitting in the ceiling or in like the pocket of my shirt while I'm working. So I am guilty of that when I'm at work. I do not do that when I'm not at work or in a public setting. It's just like, um, I don't know if it's just a trades thing. If you do that, Keith, like if you're a boss or a coworker, I think that's apples to oranges though. Like doing shit like that at work, it's, that's a completely different animal. Uh, if you're not, yeah, as long as you're not doing, I had some fucking douche at her. We were, my wife and I were out back a few months ago, and this fucking lady is in the booth next to us on fucking speakerphone, or I think she was on a Skype call or something, but it was just like, it was just like a half hour long, like, like she was just on Skype with someone, and I could fucking, he had birds in the background of his or something, like, like, like actual physical birds just fucking chirping, and I'm trying to like eat. Fucking dinner, and it's is we we had dinner pretty early. It was like it's like four thirty, five o'clock or something. We like to beat the crowd when we go out sometimes, and uh, it was a very quiet restaurant to begin with. And this fucking lady just has the audacity to just have her phone on max volume, fucking speaker phone, right next to us for like the entire dinner. I'm like, what the fuck? So yeah, huge pet peeve. One thing that has changed my life is um, I now wear headphones, like the bone conducting headphones all day at work and if i'm on my personal phone making calls or anything i always have these in and then i can answer phone calls from my apple watch or whatever and then still hear other people around me be situationally aware and not ignorant and like but then not subject everybody to my noise so you know i think they need to be more widely spread used because i also hate the people with their airpods in all the time and you're trying to talk to them or communicate or anything and they're just on a different planet like that's equally annoying to me as the people on speakerphone yep um i'm one of the people on my own planet i like my noise canceling headphones but i think we've all like if you had to guess it about me i'm also 
always perfectly aware of my surroundings. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I, I I check my blind spot if I'm like crossing aisles at Costco just to make sure I'm not cutting across and knocking somebody over. Right? Like I'm always if I'm not auditorily aware, I try to be visually aware of the um of everything around me. Um but that's, you know, mm. cochlear. So those are the cochlear is what you wear. Uh, they're, yeah, bone conducting, whatever. They go around, they sit in front of it. And um, also great, like not even just phone calls, like people that sit there and watch TikTok with the sound on, like around other That's people. Annoying. Oh, and then it's like the same. In the bathroom? Like you're going yeah, to take a leak and you can hear somebody from the stall watching dancing yeah, ladies on TikTok? That's a good one. I was going to yeah. say, you know it's the thirst trap videos because you just hear the same songs over and over. And it's like, I know you're in there pooping. I wouldn't know what the, I wouldn't know what songs those are. I have no clue what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. We're just assuming, you know, making generalizations. But yeah, so I can like, if I want to look at Instagram and like every third lifting video is like the same like TikTok sound or like you know, death metal or whatever. I'm not disturbing my coworkers while yeah. I consume way too much power lifting all day. Yeah. I love those cochlear implants are really fun. And here's a hack for you. You have an iPhone. I do try out live. Listen, you so live you, listen. Yeah. So you can pair live, listen to your headphones and what it'll do is you can put your microphone or your phone somewhere within shot of your earphones. Uh, and it'll turn into an omnidirectional microphone and pick up all the sounds in the room. Oh, I'm going to do that with my kid when he's like locked himself in his room and I want to hear what he's mumbling under his breath yeah. when he got to time <laughs> out or something. Yeah. Oh, that'll be funny. I'm going to try that. It does have nefarious purposes where like, obviously like, you can hear what people are saying about you, but like, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like, it's really cool for people that use the cochlear implants because uh, for accessibility. So like if mm-hmm. people have those implants and they can't hear normally, you want to be in a meeting, put your phone in the center of the table, tell everybody this phone is hearing you for me. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Well, dig it. Uh, let's get a sponsor read going. I worked up a sweat in that. I want to thank you guys. That was really fun. I worked up a sweat getting all mad about shit. So great work, crew. <laughs> uh, we got a sponsor read. Matt, I think you you got something you wanted to do for us today. Lay it on us, buddy. Yes, absolutely. What I'd like to do is I'd like to tell you about the Massonomics podcast. The lifting podcast about nothing, as they call it, but it's not about nothing. It's about a community, I think. It has brought the three of us here together tonight, all the crew and everybody that we've met on Discord. And um, for those of you training in a home gym, you got entertainment when you listen to the podcast. When you're done lifting and you're ready to hang out, you can watch the Massonomics YouTube videos. Go check out the uh, Chicken Bake video that just came out this week with Dr. Mike Isretel. You've got home gym safety products, you know, my... uh, my uh, beloved monster right here, or there's no worries of it spilling or anything in my drink spotter light. I have my original drink spotter attached to my uh, rack over there, keeping my sacred large can of white monster proudly on display at all times. Um, check out their apparel store, massonomics.com. 
Um, new drop just came out, you know, within a week of when you'll be hearing this episode, check out all the, uh, the new and the returning favorite items in that drop. And, um, if there's no other way that you want to support them, but just give them your money, do massonomics.com slash join and join the crew. And then you can be a part of this awesome podcast or meeting all the other awesome friends on discord. So massonomics crew for life. Well, well done. That was yeah. awesome. Good ad read. That was one of the better, like off the cuff, like you just for the list. I don't, I didn't see him reading off of a sheet of paper or another screen. That was like, you know, off the top of his head. That was, that was money. Good job, buddy. Zero forethought. I just kept on rambling. If there's one thing I can do, I can talk. So we're going <laughs> to let it rip. There you go. <laughs> all right. Let's get our guest on the horn. Kick out all these viewers. Yes, sir. Sounds like a plan. Who is it tonight? <laughs> all right. Um, it's, it's Big Matt. It's Big Matt. Sesney. It's Big Matt Sesney. Um, yeah. Okay. One of the Mets. He pronounced it right. <laughs> uh, that's a thing because my last name is such a damn nightmare that like I made it a point to try and learn how to say people's names. Yeah. You almost have like the yin and yang to my last name because yours is pronounce it for me, Joey. So I don't do it wrong. Miachko. Okay. It's not like an S sound in there. Is it a silent S? Or? If you're doing it in English, you would say Malesko. Yeah, that's how I, that's what your name is to me. <laughs> but in, yeah, in Polish, it's Mieczko. Okay. But that um, Malesko, you're getting the, the S sound from the Z where I have the S sound that, or I have the S letter that sounds like a Z sound. So, you know, it's not confusing at all. We love English. Yeah, it's fun yeah. that I got there. It's it's a weird thing because, um, you know, I, where I work, I work with people and people of all, you know, races and creeds. And it's always interesting that, like, I'll I'll name your Puj- I'll nail your Punjabi name. I will nail your Russian name. I will nail your German name and not be able to tell you what any of it means. But I went and phonetically learned how to say this shit. So it's really fun that I got Sesney right. Uh, there is one thing I want to do before we get going too far into this. I just want to put this on. Oh, there we go. <laughs> mafia. You're making Big Jen very happy right now. It's a proud mom moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, you got any plastic tables to go with that? No, no, I'm going to take this off too because it's interfering with my headphones. But, um, yeah, we I went to a game a little while ago and I just, just thought, on the way there, I was going like, fuck, I wonder if Big Matt's going to be here. <laughs> so... so- I do love football. I love football very much. I played when I was younger and everything, but like there comes a certain point in time and it's usually October 1st where I can option a is sit and watch TV and watch other grown men do something or option B. I myself can go participate in one of my hobbies that I love and I'm passionate about myself. So I usually choose to do something as opposed to watching other people do something nothing against the bills i absolutely love them and everything but you know given the choice between watching tv or being active and out of the house i'm gonna choose the second one every time you know yeah yeah i'll usually take the outside i don't watch football that much it's i also have a blue jays fan chain because i was just like i'm gonna start just collecting fan chains like when i go to a game i'm just gonna start collecting them the only one i didn't get is i went to an argonauts game a little while ago, but we were in the C-suites, so I couldn't get to the merch table. Um, but yeah, I think that's the thing. I'm just going to start collecting fan chains for no reason. 
So how did you feel about your experience going to a Bills game in person? Because that is completely different than just watching the Bills play on TV. Um, so I was... I didn't get the full experience. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go with my brother because my brother's Bill's mafia. And, um, that will probably get me a better experience. So mm-hmm. we went because my company like hired a party organizer. So the big advertising was like, Oh, we're going to order. We're going to come. We're going to have tailgating and you guys are going to get drinks and you guys are going to go have fun at the game. And their tailgating had security. Like it was a big, yeah. like heated tent with beer at 10 a.m and a a fully catered barbecue and like the people i was with i had just met that day i was like yeah i'm Mm -hmm. not staying here like i'm going out to see what tailgating looks like but by the time like where we were by the time you walked to where the real shit was going you were gone for like an hour and we just didn't have that kind of time so i didn't get the full experience but going to the game was fun as shit Right. Well, you might not necessarily want to get involved in too much nonsense if you're affiliated with your job and you, you know, true, true. be seen in that environment or, uh, yep. you know, when they're like, Joey, why can't you come to work on Monday? And it's because you dove off of a camper onto a folding table and fractured your spine. You know, you don't want to do it at a company affiliated function. A uh, little known fact, that would not be the first time I have jumped off of something high and gone through a table. Perfect. So you're prepared. <laughs> And a lot of a lot of backyard wrestling as a kid. My 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 office has been trying to grow the last month or so. Well, a couple of months. So they've we've been interviewing fucking people left and right. And uh one kid they extended a job offer to, and he was like, Okay, that's great, but I'm gonna go to every Bills game on every Sunday and Monday and Thursday that they play, and I might be not into work the next day. And is that is that gonna be a problem? And I was like, like, Yeah, it's gonna be a big fucking problem. Like he had just like no, no show ever or, or and then it, like and i'm probably gonna be really drunk the day before so i'll be like you know kind of like i don't know if he actually said these words verbatim but like my boss kind of like sussed it out i was like yeah you can't just like stagger in and like on a monday like we need you tip-top shape so i need to say he did, he did not take the job offer once he kind of learned that we weren't going to fucking cater to his bills mafia schedule <laughs> obviously no I, I was i was blown away i was like oh well wow, it's, it's weird yeah i can't work any bills games yeah we're going to talk about that right <laughs> Uh, well, okay, that killed more time than it should have. Uh, <laughs> Matt, what brought what brought you to Mazonomics, buddy? Um, so I've heard you guys ask this question, so I kind of did a little research because I couldn't honestly remember. Like, I know there was a time and when I start listening to it, and when I didn't, so I kind of had to do some backtracking in my life to figure it out. Um, so you know, like a lot of people, um home gym thing kind of started with the COVID, you know, homemade wooden rack in the basement and everything. And uh, my wife and I were um, completely flipping our last house then too. not sure what to do. We were just had a lot of time at home. And um, right before the lockdown came, we both had old cell phones. I made the poor mistake for the previous phone of having an Android. And then I decided to get an iPhone again. So that gave me Apple Podcasts. So then I started listening to podcasts because we had a ton of downtime and then very into lifting already. And I I don't remember how I found Massonomics. I think I followed their page on Instagram for the memes and then learned about the podcast after. And then it was like right around that March 2020 when I had Apple Podcasts again, where I started listening to their podcast. And um, as I went through my backlog, I've been as far back as the 
Tanner sleep study episode, which was um, a big deal for me at the time, finding out I had sleep apnea and stuff. So kind of like the thing you love meets like the other things going on in your life and everything. So that kind of like sucked me in. And then uh, I think I cherry picked on guests for a while and then just um, slowly began like from that point around the upper 190s, I think going forward, I've listened to every episode. Nice. Sounds like you and I got got in about the same time. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Uh, so you are, well, usually we always ask everyone that was at the Lift Hard Live Easy what their favorite part of the weekend is and all that. But kind of done that for like 10 episodes in a row. So mm-hmm. you coming back for 2024? Nice. There we go. That's all so, we needed to know. I've talked to my wife. Um, I would definitely like to. Um, she has basically put one stipulation on me and that um, we have this newish house and um, we got rid of most of our old furniture because it was all hand-me-down stuff and everything. And just, we didn't want the old stuff and the nice new house. So right now we don't really have dressers and she wants nice Amish handmade dressers. So like uh matt's got to work a lot of overtime and take the tax return (laughs) buy mama some nice wooden dressers and then she's like yes we'll go to aberdeen again next year i think it probably won't be as big of a trip for us which i i won't rant about our 10 days or whatever it was but you know probably like a thursday afternoon to like monday morning long weekend would definitely be uh within the realm of possibilities so that's good. That sounds good. Yeah, uh, for everyone that doesn't know, Matt did a uh, basically celebrated his honeymoon during the Lift Hard Live Easy Classic since they were out in the Midwest and they just kind of took advantage and literally drove all over the fucking country for five or six days. And, you know, uh, so that was what he was referencing there. Uh, but, yeah, I don't, I don't think you guys need to do that again because that probably cost you a pretty <laughs> penny and a lot of a lot of wheel time that you probably were like, well, oh, yeah. could have flown to a couple of these places. <laughs> you see, no. I wouldn't have flown because my wife and I, we love to drive together. Um, not to rent too much. I'll, I'll keep it short, but, um, we, we like, we go to the hunting cabin as a family all fall long and it's about 125 mile an hour drive. Hopefully our son's sleeping in the back. And then my wife and I will either pick a podcast that we both like, um, or an audio book and her and I just, you know, in the truck, in the car or whatever, driving, listening to something that we both enjoy. Neither of us could really be happier. So where's the honey cabin? I just got to be in the South, right? Um, so it's in Stu Bend, like, like Southern tier Stu Bend County. So, um, if I was to take throughways there, I would get on the 390, like right by you, Keith, and then take that okay. all the way to um dansville i don't know not sure if you've ever been there but it's pretty much straight south on okay so it's like 45 minutes south of me then but it takes you longer because you're all the way out in buffalo-ish Makes yeah sense. yeah for sure gotcha gotcha yeah because i was like it, it it definitely can't be north <laughs> i hope somebody no. i hope somebody takes this and puts it over the californians from saturday night live because as you're saying, well, if I was to take the third routes, I would do these roads, and that's what they did in the Californians. Do you remember that skit? No. What? I haven't seen it. Oh, it's a yeah. classic where they all wore blonde wigs and spoke with California accents, and they led like nobody could keep a straight face. Like everybody corpsed during that skit. If you get a chance, it's the only reason it's worth watching is watching every single cast member corpse. 
including the special guests, because they're like, they would just do that. What are you there here? Like stupid Californian accents. And we're like, why don't you leave and go down the I-90 and make a ride onto Hollywood and like, just, yeah, okay. Yeah. It was funny that you did that. And my brain said it. Cause it was said in that live week on the discord. Sorry. Yeah, man. No worries. Yeah. Oh, also watch that skit. <laughs> I will. Normally we have like, I'm not like a big SNL person. My wife's watched it a little bit. Um, and there's like one thing and it's the Tom Hanks, David pumpkins that uh, <laughs> we quote that every single day in some way or another, like a oh, line yeah. from that skit comes up in my wife. And then like, we'll be like quoting, um, I think it's Keenan Thompson's got a line in there. It's a hundred floors of frights. They're not all going to be winners. And my wife and I say that like casually to people who have no idea what we're talking about. And then like, <laughs> we got to get into the whole bit and it's basically just like, Oh, what are you going to do? Or the way she goes, like, you know, it's just, that's our saying that we've taken from SNL. And that's the only thing that I've latched onto from them at all. Oh yeah, Californians will at least hopefully make you giggle just because it's not a funny skit, but nobody can keep a straight face while they're doing it. All right, sorry to interrupt, Keith. Ask more questions. I like dominated the first half of this podcast, and I'm sorry. I just I've never talked to Matt like in this depth before, so I wanted to. So, uh, what's your favorite piece of homemade home gym equipment, Matt? Uh, if anyone does, I'm not familiar. Matt is a well. Okay, so. What are what? What's your technical job title? I know you as a, a plumber slash pipe fitter slash welder slash jack of all trades. So with all those skills, you're able to make a whole bunch of cool shit for your home gym. But uh, anything you want to tell the people about your job or what you've made for the gym? Um. Well, yeah, basically, I work uh, maintenance for a um, a state university, and then uh, sometimes I like to practice, keep up on my welding skills with the. Uh, the excess and uh, scrap materials. So I kind of make some little projects, you know, keep the skills sharp. We'll, we'll go with that. Uh, I'm just looking around because it's hard to say what I've got things that are favorites for different reasons. There's like a quarter of your gym is homemade, isn't it? There is a like fair bit. Like, oh, like, like, stand, like, yeah. you have more than five objects that you've made yourself. Oh, yeah, like just in eyesight right now, like uh, I made a deadlift jack. I use that all the like every week, um, you know, nothing crazy. Uh, plyo boxes, um, like a deadlift plant, band platform. I've made my own bar at band storage. Uh, probably my favorite thing is uh, I made my own custom arch banner way for my rogue power rack. Um, I'm not sure if they have like the the arches for the monster light ones, but that's the one I have. And uh, I just kind of looked at how they made them and used a CNC plasma table to cut out weak things break, uh, you know, a saying from West side and uh, it's painted black um, backed with stainless steel for like the letters kind of pop. I used like old timey copper rivets and like the whole thing just kind of cool. And uh, I look at that and it's just kind of like your little inspiration, like how you've got a lot of like your banners and stuff around the gym, Keith, like I'm sure you have certain ones where you look at those couple words and they just kind of resonate with you. So uh, absolutely. Yeah. That one's probably my favorite, although the least functional, you know, it just, it makes me happy. And it's in the, most of my lifting videos can be seen at least above me squatting. So, you know. 
Yeah, I, I love shit like that. Anything that adds that 1% of motivation and happiness and just like I'm at home when I see this, you know, archway, like the shit like that is like you have to have those little tweaks in your gym to really like just appreciate it. Uh, mm-hmm. So I fully appreciate that. So, so that's something we we, we kind of glazed over. We missed it. Uh, where are people going to find you on Instagram, Matt, just in case anyone's looking for you, buddy? Um, yeah, it's just my name, uh, M, my first initial, and then S-E-S-N-I-E. Um, no underscores or anything like that. Just M says me. Um, I do have a gym Instagram page, but I, it's not really active because um, I haven't been really adding a tough or having a ton of things or having a lot of guests. But um, that one, I think, is linked in my bio. If not, it's the Qui-Gon gym. I kind of have a Star Wars theme going on down here, too. And that's all one word with no spaces either. So. Nice. So I, I do have I do have one last question about the house um, a little bit here. So is the grass growing outside yet? Do you have any grass in your front yard? I have clover because clover <laughs> has grown in much better than grass in the terrible <laughs> soil that I have because I did not want to put topsoil on my entire yard. So we have lush clover and it looks beautiful and it's good for the bees Mm -hmm. and as long as i cut it before like we have a lot of people over so like the flowers are knocked down then we don't have a ton of bees like in the grass and um yeah it looks great all summer long it doesn't go brown and uh yeah so i got that going for me keith i that that's great nice yeah last time we talked it was uh it was a work in progress no no keep it as clover Clover stays green, stays longer, is better for the environment, is better for the pollinators, and has less work than grass. Like, mm-hmm. like I, keep it. Yeah, you're you're you've got that uh, the native plant species going there because grass technically is intrusive, right? So, right. And I live like well, where my house is now used to be a cornfield. We're kind of like in a somewhat rural area, not too far outside of a few cities. So, like you know. It's not it, my lawn's greener than the neighbors, or I have these weeds and don't like. There's none of the lawn no. pissing matches around here, which is phenomenal. Good, yeah. That's leave that to the old. Leave that to my dad. It's none of my business. Yeah, they can keep all the fertilizer they want. I don't need it. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Hold on. I've got one here because I'm just I'm reading through the notes. I'm reading again through the notes. Um. I know the answer to this. But I want to hear your answer to this. What's better, the Niagara Falls U.S. side or the Canadian side? Oh, it's absolutely the Canadian side. Whoopee! <laughs> like, other than the fact that it's in Canada, and um, <laughs> there's certain aspects of Canada that are just like things being more expensive, the Looney Tune money, but like still like. Canada has such done such a good job of making it an actual tourist destination, a wonder of the world. I don't mm-hmm. know if it still technically is or not, where like the U.S. side, the views are nowhere near as good unless you do like, you know, the Maid of the Mist or the Cave of the Winds. But like the park is it, the views are nowhere as good. You can't see the Horseshoe Falls as well. And then you come like one and a half blocks into the city, not even, and you are in the ghetto. It's yep. like small <laughs> yeah, town Detroit. Yeah. Niagara Falls is fucking trashy, dude. <laughs> I know the crime rate per capita is top 10 in the entire nation in Niagara Falls. It is not a place you want to be if you don't have to, but we have like one nice state park or whatever in the falls. And then we have an outlets mall where 
Canadians and tourists love to shop at discounted prices. That's all we got going in Niagara Falls. So I'm glad that I am, I'm in the same County and it's only 20 minutes for me to get to Niagara Falls, but like where I'm at, it's quite rural and far away from all that nonsense. Yeah. Like we were talking earlier, we have, we have Clifton Hills, which mm-hmm. is like, um, uh, Keith, have you been there? Am I describing something you already know about? Maybe I haven't been to the Canadian side. It's like restaurants and fun houses and haunted houses and arcades and like it's yeah yeah, yeah. we have a garden. You have a little needle thing too, right? You yeah, uh, you can do um, uh, zip cord down the falls. You can do the Maid of the Mist. You can go under the falls. And then you go to the U.S. side. You guys have that lookout that goes over the falls that I'm a little jealous about. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, literally a casino. Mm-hmm. You guys have the river. That river is gorgeous. When you're driving down that little highway along the river, that's a good view. Uh, I don't don't take that for granted. But there's nothing. The lower river is nice. Um, if you're talking about the uh, the scenic parkway, like on the gorge, or are you talking about the upper river? Upper river. Yeah. Oh, see, I think that it. You're like. That's you're outside the other shit stain of Niagara Falls, which is the landfills and all of the industry right there. So it just smells like chemicals and garbage there. Yeah, we were on our way to to Target and Trader Joe's, so we that's the way we went. And, oh, in the Amherst there, yeah, 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 and uh, like no, it's it's a good looking river, but yeah, definitely definitely better on the Canadian side. Oh, mm-hmm. and about our money, relax. Our money is so much prettier. <laughs> American money is so ugly. Like everybody jokes about our money is funny, funny because it's all different colors and technically plastic, but like comparing it when I hold your guys money, it's just all monochrome. Like if I couldn't read numbers, I wouldn't know what I'm holding, but at least with ours, there's like different colors and different designs and it celebrates history. We do have Thomas Jefferson on a legal tender. So I think that beats anything Canadian. I'm sorry. I'm going <laughs> to die on that hill. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till we get Gord Downey. Then we'll show you. <laughs> so ran, random question, Matt. Uh, uh, as a, just a fellow New Yorker, you said, so you live in the same town slash county as Niagara Falls, but you're kind of out in the boonies. So does that help you or hurt you on taxes then? Like, do they a, a, assess the fact that you are out in the sticks or are you just lumped in with fucking being in the big ass Niagara Falls, like touristy, high value area? It's funny you talk about it like that, because if I was in the city of Niagara Falls, my taxes would be dirt cheap. I technically okay. live in a town called Pendleton. Um, we moved here out of Wheatfield, which bordered against the city of Niagara Falls, where like, which was also a farming town. Um, our taxes really like couldn't be higher. Niagara County has some of the highest tax rates in the entire country, and um our school taxes are through the roof. We have one of the best schools in the area and I'm happy to pay the taxes to send my son to the best school that he can. So it kind of is what it is, but Oh yeah. Our taxes are unbelievably high here. Gotcha. Yeah. That I have the one luxury of like, I'm technically in the city limits of Rochester, but I'm a stone's throw away from like six different suburbs that I kind of more associate with than I do the fucking city. So I get a slight tax break by being in the technical city limits. We don't have kids, so I'm not worried about the fucking school district or anything. But as someone that grew up in West Virginia, where 
fucking my parents pay like $500 a year for a $300,000 house when I pay fucking 10 times that for a house fucking at half the value. So it's kind of like just property tax in general just rubs me the wrong way. And I didn't, I was curious what you were not, not like numbers or anything, but I didn't know if living next to the touristy area, if that was a higher, but yeah, now that you say that like Niagara Falls itself, if you take away the tourist aspect is a fucking shithole. So I, I do imagine that that would be a very low tax bracket. Yeah. I was going to say, didn't we just spend 10 minutes explaining how it's not a tourist attraction and it's trash? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So where my last house was, which is only like eight minutes from here and where my wife's families lived forever, um, was in the town of Wheatfield, right by the Niagara Falls Airport, Joey. I'm mm-hmm. sure you've driven past that enough. Like at, that's at the end of my old street. And that area was actually zoned agricultural. So my taxes were far less there. And I missed that, even though my house used to be a farm field and all next to my house is all corn right now. Unfortunately, we're not zoned agriculture here, so we don't <laughs> get that tax break. Do you have sewers? Uh, nope. We are 320 feet away from sewer and I have septic. Wow. And being a plumber, that irked me. And you're still mm-hmm. getting nailed for that. Yeah, where we are, we're septic. And um, they, they, they're they slowly expanding the boundary of the city. And mm-hmm. so they got the other rural side around the other side of the city. And uh, what they do is they change the postal code. So up here uh, in my area, if you have an L0R postal code, you're still considered rural. Mm -hmm. Um, And then if they change you to an L8 or an L7, then that's that's in the city. So I know all these people that live up in a town called Water uh, Waterdown and Flamborough. And yeah, these guys, like if you ask them their address, they you have to give they'll give you two. They give you their address and their fire address and it's funny when you say fire address to people over 60 because they look at you like how do you know that phrase but that's because they've lived out where the mailing address was different than what you would give the fire department if your house was on fire oh wow yeah they municipalized all of those people Hmm. so they they come in and i'm like they'll say oh yeah here's my postal code and they'll give me an lor and i was like nope what's your l8b and they're like Oh, I forgot about that. And then it's like, well, what did they do? Well, they just raised my taxes. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, because now you're in the city. Now you've got to pay for area rating. And I'm waiting, I'm waiting for them to get me. I'm waiting for them to get me. Our only perk is our water bill is darn near negligible here because typically I think uh, you know, they whatever your water bill is, double it and that covers your sewer tax or whatever. Yeah. We have no sewer tax out here. Is it worth the cost of me installing a brand new sand filter septic system at my house? I'll probably never make that up in water bill savings in my lifetime, but yeah. here we are. <laughs> I'm on an aquifer, actually, so uh, we're not attached to the city at all in that sense. And uh, that actually blew the yesterday. My neighbor comes over and he goes, I don't have any water. My my pump blew. So we ran oh. over to his house, and then the next day, our pump blew. So we're wondering if the aquifer is sending out shockwaves or some bullshit we don't know but we'll see do you have to buy all bottled drinking water or have like a water tap or i've got got two filters downstairs got a charcoal and a sediment and then we also brita filter but i buy watered bottle water bottles for the gym because i don't want to come up and downstairs every time i want to fill my water i'll drink three 500 mil bottles Mm -hmm. per per thing i'm not going to come up every time i need to fill that does your filters kind of knock got that sulfur smell or do you not have the sulfur smell yeah uh, the sulfur smell that we had came from the rod in our hot water tank mm. the anode yeah when we first moved in with my dad 
he thought everything smelled everything smelled and we were like dude you you we we started just googling it asking around and i said to him when's the last time you changed the anode and he went you don't need to do that i was like i think you should turned out to be like 10 years or something like that so we changed it and everything started smelling better immediately um but it was the anode rod we don't get the sulfur smell from the water we um they don't fluoridize our water though so kind of hurting the kids teeth and my teeth because i have acid reflux but the water does not taste as clean as the city tap water Mm. do you have propane out there or you do you have natural gas for like heating and stuff you far enough out i want to say we're natural gas yeah i'm not on propane Okay, so you don't have to have like a tank. Yeah, that's convenient because, like, I always worry, especially like living in cold weather environments. Like, you know, we get the lake effect snow. You guys get tons of snow. Like, what if something happens and then like my heat goes out and I don't mm-hmm. have fuel for it? Like, that's the one thing that's reliable without power is the natural gas still comes no matter mm-hmm. what. You know. <laughs> yep. That's good to hear. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Keith. We hijacked it again for. You're good. Um, so I, I rural living, rural talk on the crew cast. <laughs> I know a lot about Matt because uh, just for for reference, anyone listening, Matt lives ninety sixty eight minutes from me, give or take. Uh, mm-hmm. We've you know he's he's come over here a couple times to train. I know all that, but uh, you know so we've known each other for a few, few years now. But one thing that your wife gave me that kind of threw me off that I didn't know about was some of your nicknames. So the first one, Big Matt number five, that's pretty easy to, you know, ask her mind. There's a shit ton of fucking Big Matts in the Discord. But mm-hmm. she wanted me to ask about this one. So you have a uh, a lifting alter ego named Jeff. So I want to hear about that. Yeah. So Jeff, um, I did not come up with Jeff. Jeff was a name that was given to me. Um, I shift into Jeff typically only on Fridays or Sundays when I'm not lifting in my home gym. I lift in somebody else's home gym. I have uh, like a training crew for uh, equipped lifting, which is in a town around the corner from mine. Um, Dan Zeno is a, uh, he's been powerlifting forever. Um, and, uh, you know, Steve uh, Decker, who's at all the meets and coaches, you know, there's a bunch of us, a, a couple of old heads and a couple of us younger guys. And uh, it's at his barn um, that we train at. And, you know, when I first started going there this spring with those guys, you know, you know, old guys are remembering names and everything. It's not necessarily the easiest. So whatever reason, there's other Jeffs that train there. He thought my name was Jeff. And then it just kind of became a bit. And um, like, I don't turn into Jeff unless the squat bar has five plates on it or the bench bar has at least three plates. So when like when it starts getting real, that's when I turn into Jeff and he'll be, you know, if he's running the um the mono for me like come on jeff and i get that and it was funny his uh dan's wife drove by my house and saw me grilling late at night and she's like oh you know i drove by and i saw uh matt grilling last night he's like who are you talking about and she's like i saw jeff grilling at his house last night and he's like oh, <laughs> whose name is jeff so you know oh, i love it i love when the wife's on the mm-hmm. my name is jeff no, I'm, I'm very <laughs> jealous you've, you've you've kind of uh you're you you get into a good click like it's hard man it's hard to find a group of dudes that will fucking all set aside two or three hours one to two nights a week to actually lift together like i have people over here to train but we don't lift together like we lift in the same room but like unless you're forced to like no one's like hey we're all benching tonight hey we're all deadlift tonight hey we're all squatting tonight. like like you guys seem to all be fucking like it's squat night it's bench night like you know it's there's like five six of you they're doing the same fucking thing like that's fun like that, that looks 
to me. I think it um it harkens back to like whatever that history, like the the golden eras of like equip lifting, like the whole we're not so like full like thinking that we're like West Side or anything, but you know, like Fridays, like Fridays is like when they squatted at West Side, we squat heavy on Fridays. It's um yeah, we've got like six guys in the rotation. Most of us are wearing gear. So you you just need the help getting in it. The weights are heavier, so spotters and everything. But I mean, we've got middle school kids uh squatting and then we go all the way up, you know, like seven, eight plates on the bar, strip them all off between sets, you know, and you know, someone's changing rack heights, guys are changing plates, we're all, you know, changing box heights and everything, and we all train together. Um, when we're doing our max effort and then, um, you know, kind of break off to do our accessories after. So it, it's really great. It's kind of um, that rising tide raises all ships. Like, you know, you, you start like working in with guys and they're lifting more than you. It, uh, it brings you up. And like, I've seen, uh, we've got one kid who's, uh, he's in soccer right now. He's a sophomore and, uh, you know, he's like 140 pounds and he's squatting three plates on the Buffalo bar wearing a canvas squat suit. Like it, it's just cool to see it's the, uh, old school kind of mentality. And the same thing goes, um, when we do Sundays in the bench shirts, you know, you you can barely get in the thing by yourself or maybe you can't, you need handoffs, three man handoffs and stuff. So we all were there for the benefit of each other. If somebody's beat up or they got something going or they can't do the lift, they're going to show up there and they're going to load plates. They're going to run the rack or spot or anything. Even if they're not going to lift there, they're going to be there for your training partners. And it's, uh, it's been the best thing for my training, you know? That's does, awesome, man. Yeah, it does really enjoy seeing that on Instagram and Facebook. I'm friends with a couple of those guys you train with. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we, we we missed one of Joey's favorites from the top of the list here, so just touch on it real quick. One piece of Massonomics merch you wish you had bought before it went extinct. Oh, you know, um, I have to say, like for me, it's the the lift shorts with the real lift logo i was just putting it off and putting it off and like i got the curl shorts i've got the lift silkies which i know uh big dave up there in north dakota is beyond jealous of he's messaged me about them numerous times you know a bunch of shirts and everything but like that is the quintessential massonomics merch item and i don't own them and i don't know if i ever will you know yeah i have i have two I have, I have five. So I have two mediums. When I was like 30 pounds lighter, I got two larges and then I bought an extra large when I was out there recently. So like I'll do the extra large to lounge in. I'll lift in the larges and then mediums maybe are up for auction, but maybe I'll lose weight, get back into them. I don't know. Uh, I, I bought some and then I won some nice. from Basement Brandon. And I was like, of course I won something I already have. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> yeah, you hang out to those these. One of the mediums I bought, I think I got on Poshmark for like like twelve bucks or something plus shipping. So was, that was uh back when I think a blue pair showed up and the black pair showed up, and I, I snagged a black pair for like half off. And you don't, yeah, now those. You, you don't want to spend five grand for the blue pair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. I hope so. that'd be funny. I'm curious who who know because Big Eddie must have like tracked down their their account and saw they were in Watertown, New York, which is where two and a half hours, two and a half hours from here. So two and a half hours. Watertown, New York. 
Yeah, yeah, New uh, York. So like I saw Watertown and I thought of Nate last week because he's in Watertown. Yeah, he is. Dakota. That threw me off him talking about Watertown the whole time. Like what's really weird is like there's I think so in so just call it America, we have what? 20,000 towns and cities. What would I have to call it? At least a, a quarter of those repeat, probably. Yeah. Like, maybe not a quarter. So a, a, a tenth, at least a tenth probably repeat because there's fucking, there's like five Rochesters. And so there, there's times I see shit on the marketplace. It says Rochester and I look at it and it's fucking Rochester, Minnesota. And I'm like, well, that doesn't help me. <laughs> Holy shit, Matt, you're drinking more caffeine. It's fucking 10, 15 at night and you just cracked a Diet Coke. And that is not a caffeine free Diet Coke. I love Diet Coke. Like, I do too, but are you pulling an all nighter? Fuck me. I got to go to bed soon. I'll be up at 4 a.m. for work tomorrow. I like the Tanner saying, oh. I'll sleep when I'm dead. Like, I work, go. yeah, 12 hour day tomorrow. No problem. I'm just a little tired all the time. Bullshit. I know you. You, you don't. You don't work fucking 12 hour days on Fridays. You work fucking six hour days on Fridays. I do leave early. Uh, that's another fun fact uh, to go back to the whole lifting crew and squat night on Fridays. Since I started squatting with them, I have used uh, paid time off every single Friday to make sure I'm there on time or early <laughs> squats every week. And a benefit of a government job and having enough vacation time, I will spend every minute of it lifting with my training crew. Could they make you use PTO even if you're up on other days? Because like, there's no way that you didn't work like over eight hours the other days of the week, but they make you use PTO to hit eight on Friday? So the way my job is, we're kind of like paid annually. Like we're salaried out except for outside of our scheduled shift. So my scheduled shift is 8 a.m. to 4.30, Monday through Friday. No matter what, whether I'm there or not, paid time off or me being clocked in, something has to cover that time frame. Anytime I'm punched okay. in outside of that, I am making overtime. So, I mean, in theory, they don't they don't encourage it, but I have gone in at 4 a.m., worked till 8 a.m., and then had to go home with my kids sick all day. I made four hours of overtime, and then I used eight hours of sick time to be home with a sick kid and, uh, you know, get paid the overtime, even though I'm only there for four hours. See, that's, that's nice. That, that's a, that, that's a better deal. And a lot of people like, like this, for example, this week, Monday was a holiday. I've worked fucking 10 hour days every day since I'm not seeing a, a penny of overtime because mm -hmm. I have to, because that eight hours Monday does not contribute towards my 40 hour of accruing actual overtime. So like I would have to work 41 hours between Tuesday through Friday to get any overtime and Monday mm. is just eight hours of vacation. So I'm um, more, more often than not, I usually just try to like only work 32 and like 32 hours, but I was short last week. So anything extra I make this week will, I mean, financially I don't, cause I don't technically, I'm not forced to use PTO typically. Like my boss is pretty lenient, but like if I don't use it, I'm just, my checks hundreds of dollars short. So, you know, I think if I, whatever I end with tomorrow, I'll only be like two hours short between the two weeks, even though it's, six hours short last week so right unless that's irrelevant to most people listening sorry we can move on let's get into some star wars talk i know the, joey's been waiting all night to talk about fucking star wars with you <laughs> i'm not that big of a star wars nerd like i'm probably like mid-range well i know matt is i know yeah. matt really is his fucking name is a star wars eight out of ten star wars nerd so pretty high but not like the peak you yeah know? like have i played Star Wars Jedi Survivor? 
both games? Absolutely all the way through. Have I watched every Disney thing that they've released? Absolutely. But have I watched the Clone Wars animated series? No, I have not. So that, yeah, that definitely takes a notch off my nerd. I was just talking to Big Eddie. You haven't seen all of Andor. That does, you haven't watched it all. <laughs> just today, I was uh, talking to Big Eddie and uh, how he and his wife are watching the Clone Wars now for the first time. And um, especially with everybody with the new Ahsoka series coming out, mm -hmm. if you have not watched Star Wars Rebels, and I know it was a Disney XD show, and it's animated, and some people don't like that, but the storyline in Rebels is phenomenal. All of the characters from the new Ahsoka live-action show are the characters and the plot from that animated series, and it gave that series gave us one of the greatest villains in all of Star Wars. And I'm a little bit obsessed with Thrawn. Um, for anybody who doesn't know who he is, he's like the main villain in the new Ahsoka show. He's a general or admiral in the Empire. I'm currently reading the third of a three-book trilogy all about him, so I kind of nerd out about him really hard. Mm -hmm. But he's he's a very interesting character. So, you know, I and anybody that um, – I talk to Big Spoon about Star Wars all the time. Just about daily we share a Star Wars meme. Um, nice. and uh he agrees with me that the third movie is hands down the best one. Um, I don't care what anybody else wait, has to wait, say about it. So wrong. that would be where Six Anakin. Months. No, th yeah, that would technically be because the... then it goes. Yeah, it goes episode three. Four. Okay, yeah, Return of the Sith. Like, yep. oh wow. And um, if you haven't watched the Clone Wars, especially season seven, it will make you appreciate. Return of the Sith ten times more if you watched the okay, last season. Because I did enjoy that movie. Mm -hmm. You know, as much as we all make fun of Jar Jar Banks. I like yeah. Jar Jar. You would. He's fun. Why not? <laughs> you know, like I'll take I'll take Jar Jar or Will Ferrell or any fucking Um No, I, I I don't disagree. And if you you know, if you're a Star Wars fan and you're shitting on that movie and you're telling me that when he first stands up as Darth Vader and yells no and crushes all of the technology around him. If you didn't get goosebumps, I don't think you're actually a Star Wars fan. Um, <laughs> like, that for me, and like I just saw like a thing, and like I feel like I'm always learning new things. Where like um, in the beginning of the third one, when he does that move on Count Dooku and like chops both his hands off, you see him try that exact same lightsaber move. If you look close enough on Obi Wan in the greatest lightsaber battle they ever had, and Obi Wan being like kind of like a I forget what style it is, number three or four, but like more defensive, like totally counters it and it didn't work. And just, you know, all like once you point it out to people and you put the clips side by side, it's like a mind blown, like, you know, we could go deep down all of these rabbit holes. Okay. So if you, it, I know, forgive me, crew, for not remembering who we spoke about. I want to say it was two weeks ago. I think it was Paul. Um, when we were talking about the, um, the power of oh my god i'm drawing a blank <sighs> from the seventh move seventh day six seven eight ninth movie kylo ren yes kylo ren adam driver yeah when i was talking about how powerful kylo ren is and mm -hmm. to that point in the movies we had never seen a jedi as powerful as him correct somebody had we were talking about it and they talked about him killing han did you hear my theory Yes. 
how you believe that Han Han committed suicide to get into his head because he knew it was over for him anyway. You know, he he he's going into the force or whatever. And that like you basically said that um like it was the only way to say he save created him. that crack in his head just in the way Yeah, it was the only way to save Kylo Ren. Which is again just like I feel like those movies they just took the original trilogy and just like transformed and Disneyed them up because it's <laughs> like Darth Vader watching Palpatine almost kill Luke that snaps Darth Vader out of his evil state. You know what I mean? It's uh I love Star Wars. Those 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 Adam Driver did a great job in his character. It's just the plot that gets me wrong. They could have done much better, but you know. Has everyone finished Ahsoka or not? I, I know. Are you up to date on it, Joey? Uh is it done? Yeah. Yes, week, then I finished episode. it. Yeah, okay. then I finished it. So Spoiler alert, we'll talk about that for a few minutes. So if anyone is planning on watching that or has not watched it yet and intends to, just skip like three minutes or so. So what's everyone's uh, take on that and how that ended? Uh, oh, and the, my, my big, I, I guess the biggest thing I want to talk about maybe is the the uh, the, 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 the the Anakin thing, because that kind of threw me for a loop. Because like, was he her mentor when he was still Anakin or when he was fucking Darth Vader? Because like he... When he was Anakin... Yes. Okay. Because like they, because I remember like the last movie. I don't remember him having a fucking like a apprentice before he went ape shit and his fucking wife died and he fucking you know. I don't. Was this all like behind the scenes shit in the the cartoons that I have to go watch? Briefly, he he got Ahsoka as a Padawan. Was resistant to her. Came around. They were together all through the Clone Wars until there was. Um, We'll call it some political drama in the Jedi Order, and but that's in none of the movies. That that's all backstory mm-hmm. books and uh, the animated series. Okay, was falsely accused of something that I don't want to spoil for you, Keith, because I want you to watch the Clone Wars. She was, yeah, watch it. Um, you know, found innocent, but then this everything that she went through, being in like a guilty until proven innocent type state, just made her like walk away from the Jedi order and like Anakin didn't give up on her. He's like, I'm going to take you back. He always, he was continuing to fight for her and her innocence and everything. And you see a scene where she's like, I just can't master. And then like, she walks away and like animated Anakin gives her the look. And then that's the look that force ghost Anakin gives Ahsoka as like, she has now like moved past giving up on Sabine which um, I have a lot of feelings about the whole like Sabine dynamic, but unrelated. <laughs> so it was like, you see that clip of Ahsoka walking out of the Jedi temple for the last time when she leaves the order for good and becomes like a, a nomad force user, let's say. A Ronin. You know, yeah. Uh, lightsabers go to white, you know, the neutrality, like gone from the blue and uh, shorter green in the offhand. And um so that and I think the white lightsabers are gorgeous. White lightsabers oh are my God. favorite color. Yeah. Yeah, that was the first time I think I saw them. Yeah. So when I play um in the new uh video game with Cal and when yeah. you can customize the lightsaber, I have to go with white. I went with blue and white. I, always I always went between blue and white. Yeah, I stayed with just white. And the thing that you'll love about this, Joey, is uh my older sister, um, she lives in California and works for Respawn Entertainment and did animating on the Star Wars game for her job for like the last three years when they Hell were making yeah. it. 
she did all of the Rancor animation, like some of the clothing and a lot of Marin's. Uh, she does like the, the movement part and then they overlay the art on top mm-hmm. of like the skeletal structure and stuff that she animated for that game, which is just so cool. You that know? is really cool. So RIP Ray Stevens, do you think they'll actually recast Balin's skull or can they kind of write him out? School score. I think it was at least open-ended enough that it could be okay. And they also like they do really good with the CGI and Star Wars. I know it's not perfect, but like Mark Hamill in uh The Mandalorian, I thought looked very good. I thought CGI Mark Hamill in The Mandalorian actually looked better than how they tried to make Hayden Christensen look younger in this show. So I think if they want his character, they could do it. But um, I don't know that he has to come back into it or where it's going to go from here. There's there's so many loose threads that. But this one definitely is a is a show, not a mini series like some of the other ones have been. Right. Like it definitely should theoretically get a second season. So, you know, where some of the other ones were just intended one offs. Are you up on the Mandalorian too, Keith? Did you watch the? Yeah, the I've, I've consumed everything Disney's put out except the animated stuff. They had hinted at Thrawn um, and everything with that meeting with Moff Gideon and those other, um, uh, we'll say, post-Empire supporters that were still for they They were, where is Thrawn? Does he exist anymore? So I think it's going to tie back into the Mandalorian timeline, like a lot of the, these everything side is. shows have. Yeah, everything's, yeah. You know, he's showing up in everything. It made sense for him to show up in Boba Fett, but like... Yeah, I think everything's going to come back to that as well. Also, I just want to find out, uh, I just want to point out, you just told me Ray Stevenson died. Yeah, it's yes, like a few weeks ago, a month, a couple months ago, maybe. He was the Punisher. One of like seven Punishers, yes. Yeah. He passed away in May. You know what? I bet I heard that and was just like, oh, that sucks. But now that I've watched Ahsoka, now it's making more sense why I care. I know and like I've been seeing a lot of talk about it especially with the show ending last week and stuff and I just posted something about his death and my story on Instagram today because like I did like his character I I love everything related to the Empire like most of like I have uh, Empire decorations in my gym my house is Imperial themed on the upstairs black and white Uh, we've got Stormtrooper helmet, ruggable rugs in our living room, TIE fighter rug in my bedroom. Like, love the Empire. So that, like, Inquisitor or, like, the Dark Force users and, you know, Dark Side of the Force users, here for all of it, you know? They're not the good guys, though. Like, we know. (laughs) You know that. (laughs) You know, there's just something, like, I like. I like the different aspects. Like you can look at it, like you can see the mental illness in some of the characters, like how they get twisted and manipulated. I think the storylines and like the evolutions, like Darth Maul going off the deep end in the cartoons, which you should watch Keith um, and how his <laughs> uh, psyche changes and things. I will. I'll, I'll work on you it. see the trajectory of Anakin, um, you know, Christopher Lee of Count Duke. I mean, Christopher Lee, he's like one of the most badass. Yep. humans to ever live like how can you not like him um you know all of like even adam driver in the uh sequels which i'm i'm not a fan of them but he did such a good job at that character and like showing the conflict and everything like i find that more compelling so 
That's fair. All right, one last thing for both of you, or mainly Joey, honestly. Uh, what? And we can move on from Star Wars. Uh, so, assuming you did watch the last episode and and you're all up to date, hold on. What did What did you? Th- I was on vacation last week. So maybe he didn't. Then I don't want to ruin it. Then. Oh, I watched the- it, but there is a ten out of ten chance that I was in the bag. Okay. Well, <laughs> do you remember? Because this was like uh, this was a solid like five minute scene that kept coming back and forth. What did you think of if uh, of of zombie fucking stormtroopers? Oh, I remember that. <laughs> like, like as a zombie guy and as a Star Wars guy, like uh, was that the first zombie Star Wars? Like those witches fucking reanimated um, all these fucking. It's the first stormtrooper dudes. It's the first to my experience. So my ex, you know, Star Wars is a fantasy. It's not science fiction. It's science fantasy. I've said that before. It's wizards and witches and all of that shit. But I'd never seen the witches until Jedi Survivor. Mm. And until Cal's story. So I didn't know there was witches. Does it make logical sense that there would then be zombie stormtroopers? Absolutely. But all I could think of is when Deadpool comes across zombies. Mm. He fucking loves zombies. Because you can kill him. Over and over and over and over again, and they just keep coming. So I, I just actually remember watching it, laughing about zombie stormtroopers, and then thinking <laughs> Deadpool would be in heaven, killing stormtroopers because they're you know they're stormtroopers and zombies. That was actually my thought about it. I'll give the short rundown. It it again harkens back to animated Star Wars. They show the Night Sisters of Dothamir, who you see in the um, Cal Kestis video games and in the show. Um, you know their um, home planet Dothamir is where Darth Maul and like his species are from too. So like, I mean, underutilized in the live action, but one of the most badass villains in the whole show. Like anybody, especially people our age, being a young younger kid, and then you see him ignite the double lightsaber for the first time. Mm-hmm. You can't say that wasn't just unbelievably badass. So and like all of that stuff, you do see a lot of it and you can learn more about it if you consume all the content. So, yeah, I, I don't like animated television shows. So as much as I've always been like, I really, I would probably read the clone wars before I would watch it because I didn't like their style of animation. Yeah, I'm not an animated show person either, but like uh, Dave Finoli and uh, I forget the other guy, the people who are doing the storyline and the directing for all of these, uh, you know, the Mandalorian, Boba Fett and everything, they did all the other stuff. So the storylines are phenomenal. And if you can just kind of like, you, after like a couple seasons, you just get used to it. And it's like not that big of a deal because you're so invested in the characters, um, you know. I can't say enough good things about that stuff. I feel like I'm due to rewatch it all myself when I have time. It sounds like not, it's on Disney. I might as well. Mm-hmm. Cause Loki, but Loki just started too. And like, uh, it's so good. Oh yeah. I got to catch up on that. And they just delete, they just released one episode though. Right. It's not like there's, there's going to be a week to week. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. I don't, I don't have, I don't feel like I'm behind the eight ball already. Cause I've, I am pretty behind on a lot of stuff. Yeah. You got time to catch up. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's maybe do one or one or two more questions, and then we can get into a little uh, sponsor read, and then unpaid and underrated. Well, why don't you go ahead and ask a question? Um, I've got some. I've got something to do here. Yep. Yep. This was from one of the crew, and I think it was Jen, but don't quote me on that. Um, 
So, big Matt Sesney, will you ever do another raw powerlifting meet again, buddy? I am. I'm not going to say no. There's definitely a chance. I'm not exactly interested in right now, but if it was like, I don't know. I, I'm really enjoying the equipped journey because I have the added technical layer on top of the strength layer. Um, I think, uh, like Dave Tate said on Table Talk a lot of times, a lot of people, how they enter the sport is kind of the niche that they fall into. Now, I didn't necessarily initially fall into equipped lifting, um, but when I first started seriously training for powerlifting, that's when I found Elite FTS, West Side versus the World, like all that stuff. Ch watching Chuck Bogopol videos, like I always wanted to do that. And raw powerlifting meets were a means to the end of I need to learn how to get through a meet with less variables and then do it again before I worry about adding the extra layer of equipment. And then it was also a time to establish like technique and uh, base level of strength and things. So I don't, it's not like I was raw and then I'm like, oh, I want to try this equipped because the multiply was always the end goal. I just took a three-year path to get into the multiply. So I'm not saying I'll never do it again, but you know. Is that where you're at now? Because I think, did, didn't you do single in Aberdeen or did you do multiply? So the reason for single ply in Aberdeen is because it was originally a USPA meet and anybody who's ever lifted multiply, you're not walking a squat out and you don't want to multiply bench in a combo rack. You want a competition bench and you want a monolift. So you're going to go out of your way to do RPS then? Because I know RPS has got a couple of meets that they do. So for anyone that's not familiar, like uh, just all kinds of different powerlifting federations, very few still do monolifts. Uh, RPS is one that does. And RPS and w WNPF is more of a something local to you and I kind of sort of. I think it's like an, uh, it's more of an East Coast thing. But there is like uh, the meet director, Ron. He puts a couple of meets on uh, within an hour of you a year. And then RPS, I think, does one or two. They do one in Rochester and one in Buffalo-ish. Uh, so I'm assuming you're going to cater to doing those, or are you going to stick with USPA and just walk it out? So I actually, I haven't signed up for it, but I already have my next meet picked out. Um, so Rayanne Miller that I train with, I'm not sure. Are you familiar with her, Keith? I've, uh, she she's like from pounds or something, doesn't she? Yeah, I think I, I think I know. Okay, I was I undershot then. Yeah, she's a big gear. I I I I know I've crossed paths with her in meets. Yeah, she's got the heaviest equipped bench ever, like heaviest bench press for a female ever to walk this earth. She's the Jimmy Kolb of women's bench press. So, um, her and her husband Jeff and one of their um, friends who train with us, um, they've done a bunch of metal militia meets. So. I'm going to do the one in uh, Horseheads or Elmira called Elmira Winter War Zone. It's supposed to be a phenomenal meet. They do it like in a old rundown church or something. And you're like up on the altar lifting like a stage and something. <laughs> they said it's pretty cool. She lifted in that meet before the, the Winter War Zone they do at the end of January. So you've got that or um, down by Big Eddie. The IPA is big down there, and I know a lot of uh, equipped lifters in uh, Maryland and Delaware. Um, 
that train out of Black Flag Barbell, and they go into Pennsylvania for uh, IPA meets, um, like at York Barbell has IPA meets and stuff. So like in this area, there's a lot or anything in Ohio, there is tons of equipped lifting there still. Big Emmett, uh, Main Street Barbell, where he trains is loaded with equipped lifters. So you kind of have to just, uh, like in Buffalo, we don't have a ton of it other than like the one RPS meet that's only a push pull, um, that I did last year. Yeah, I was just going to ask you about that. I, I think that's that I, someone was trying to coerce me to to come out to that, and I was like, "Hey, I just push pull, and it's all like geared lifting, kind of sort of." I'm good. Heath, what's happening behind you? So Steve was actually the only equipped lifter in it last year when I did that meet. But um, our one of our training partners, Sean, he's friends with the meet director. I think the meet director is kind of ready to pass the torch, and uh, Steve might be taking over that meet, and like w- then we would bring monos we've actually talked about doing it at um maybe at luke and maria bright's gym um in niagara county because they have all the competition equipment they bought for the original showdown so it'd be a lot easier than what's their gym uh it's just a private facility okay yeah because they they started um the wrpf new york branch and then COVID hit and just destroyed that and they both walked away from it they were supposed to actually have the first showdown in niagara falls 2020 and then that clearly never happened. And then it got t- took over. And then it's already I think that morphed into the American Open, I believe. Uh, right. Yeah. But they bought all that competition equipment and it's just in their private. Um, okay. It's like a home gym, but in a warehouse in Wheatfield. So gotcha. who knows what's going to happen with that. So, well, that was my last roundup. I don't know if Joey wants to touch on anything or if we can just move on to unpaid and underrated. What's happening behind you? Me? Yeah, is like the cats messing with something behind you? Because like um, your your background is a, totally a, vague. So yeah, it, I have my my background's blurred, but if they're running into the curtain, the curtain would be shit. Because there's, <laughs> there's a curtain. Uh, when we when when we moved into the house, they had like little fucking by bypass doors on all the closets, but the closets are only like fucking like twenty five inches wide or something. So we took all the doors off and just put uh, curtains on everything, just a just like a, like a big floor to ceiling curtain. All right. Uh, so if the cats if the cats are running into that, I would imagine that's what that is. Okay. So cameo by the kittens. I get it. Yeah, they're 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 coming around. They're 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 getting a little less. Somebody wanted me to ask you or ask us to ask you to FMK Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, and Harry Potter. But I don't think that's fair because I do think that Luke Skywalker and Harry Potter are the same people. How offensive is that take? <laughs> I I'm not here. I. I don't care about Harry Potter. Like my wife and her <laughs> sisters liked it. My older sister and my younger sister loved it. My older sister really, she read those books over and over and over and over. And like, I read the four of them. I don't care. It comes down to like British culture. I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm too American that I just like, I'm, I want nothing to do with anything where people have a British accent most of the time. But what I'm trying to what I'm trying to point out is the parallels between Harry Potter and Luke Skywalker are like it's the same story. He's an orphan. Well, then obviously you have to pick Star Wars because George Lucas did it first before yep. J.K. Rowling. Yeah, so, no, I agree. Um, I would always pick Star Wars first, but Harry, I have to marry Star Wars for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to kill Harry Potter, obviously. Yeah. And then definitely fuck with Lord of the Rings. So in the Wolf Pack, 
every single one of us in there, huge Lord of the Rings fans, like we do Lord of the Rings <laughs> memes, like uh, Big Dylan, uh, President of North Dakota, huge Lord of the Rings fans, Emmett, Eddie, and Steve, and myself. And then we just like in the last couple months, Gans has watched them for the first time. He's like, now I get all the jokes. Like, so he's in on all the Lord of the Rings. So That's we're constantly funny. sharing Lord of the Rings things. I mean, Star Wars is my bread and butter because, you know, my whole house and mm-hmm. we've obviously can tell, but I I do love Lord of the Rings and I have a lot of strong opinions about those movies and stuff too, but they, they are some of the best movies of our generation for sure. All right. So a fun, fun Wolfpack fact, my kid who's four the other day, we were sitting at dinner and he turned to me and Matt, I swear with all of my heart, that kid too sweeted me. <laughs> he's, he's seen me do it because I do it to my wife sometimes. And like, if somebody's wearing an NWO shirt, I'll do it. And he mm-hmm. walked up and he went, daddy, what is this? And then I was oh, that's, like, awesome. that's the too sweet. Where did you learn that? And he won't do it again. But yeah, that was that was a proud father moment. Mm-hmm. You're like at a boy. Yeah, that boy, you're going to be just okay. <laughs> mm. We need to raise our kids, Joey, on professional wrestling. Yeah, we need to make that great again. And like, I, I feel like my parents weren't white trash enough for me to watch wrestling enough as a kid. Like, I played the video games in my friend's house, but I don't think I watched it much. But like, as an adult, like, if I have downtime, like on my lunch break, I'm watching wrestling on YouTube. Yep. For sure. Yeah, most of my TikTok and Instagram is wrestling memes, and I watch Botchamania a lot. I, I don't really watch live anymore because there's just nothing like Bray Wyatt's gone. When Bray Wyatt was gone, I was gone as soon as he left. But LA Knight. The only reason. Go ahead. The only reason to watch is for uh, what's her name from Australia? Oh, Ray Ripley. Yeah. She's the only reason to watch wrestling now, really. You know what I mean? Well, she's there's rumors she's going to take over the bloodline. Mm-hmm. Or at least join it. I don't know the story. I just know who she is. Oh, um, LA, Use your imagination why. <laughs> LA Knight might bring you back. He's, okay. he's killing whatever he's doing. He's killing it. He's great on the mic. He's big. He's muscular. He can wrestle. Um, but most particular, his mic skills are like he's a lot of people accuse him from stealing the rock and stone colds gimmicks, but mm. it's only because he's that damn good at like doing what he does. Big personality mm-hmm. and everything. And mm-hmm. like, okay, I'll have to dig further into that and maybe start keeping, keeping up more, you know, what I do is honestly, I just like, I, I go on Instagram and I watch their highlights because I can't sit through a three hour raw where it's three hours long an hour and a half of that is commercials Mm -hmm. right another hour is promos and you're lucky to get half an hour of wrestling so wrestling so i watch AEW. you just want to see the drama and that's it you know well i want to see like who showed up undertaker showed up on nxt last night for some reason like Mm -hmm. i want to see that kind of stuff i don't want to see god i don't want to see the boring interviews with guys that can't shoot promos i don't want to see you know the the jobber versus the big guy because they've got to push the big guy over and, you know, we'll feed him this local monkey. Like, I don't want to see that crap. It's boring to me. So I would, I want to see the, 
I want to see John Moxley wrestle. I want to see Brian Danielson or Daniel Bryanson, whatever his name is now. So I watch probably AEW a little more, but I've still got my eye on guys like LA Knight. Okay. But RIP Bray Wyatt. All right. Um, I guess, yeah. Uh, don't forget to use our... <laughs> I thought that Keith kind of just like blanked out for a second there. Yeah, he's like, wrap it up. Wrap it up, B. Well, we're we're at the two-hour mark, so yeah, well, let's uh, let's get some sponsors and... Yep. He's he's playing he's playing the playoff music. Um yeah, don't forget that our other sponsor is uh Obsidian Ammonia. I have seen some of some people using our code, which is code unpaid, saves you 15%. Um go and try the new menthol uh cigarettes and let me know how it is. Lou, I know you're 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 trying it right now. Don't know if you're listening. Uh, might have to harass you to listen a little more often, but you know, let us know how that goes. But remember, code unpaid gets you 15%. As soon as Lou tells us he listens to a couple episodes, he'll be a guest. Like I'd love, I I, I want to get Lou on so bad, but He's I also so much have a hundred people that listen every week and want to be on the podcast. So, like, eventually we'll get to people that don't listen. But yeah, I'll get yet. to him at the Arnold and I'll start bothering him. Yep. <laughs> there was a a couple guys I've talked to recently. I, I've been kind of like reaching out to some people for like essential feature guests. I was I, I've been kind of like, hey, uh, are you? How are you? How are, oh, sorry. How are you liking the podcast? And kind of like based off their feedback, it's like, okay, well, you're not listening yet. So, you know, well, I'm not actually going to offer you an invite just yet. <laughs> but that can close out everything we've done so far. And let's get into a little unpaid and underrated. It's a game that we created solely by ourselves or completely original. And uh, are you familiar with the Big Matt? I believe you are up to date and listen to all our episodes. So, you know that uh, unpaid is unpaid equals overrated, and it's not necessarily if you think it's, uh, you know, if it's good or bad. It's, you know, what's the general population's opinion on it, and do you agree with that or not, more or less. So, Big Matt, I can jump in here and get a couple going. Ooh, let's see. Number one for Big Matt, unpaid or underrated, a game we came up with all by ourselves, CPAP machines. Oh, here we go. <laughs> this is where the druthers begin. <laughs> CPAP Nation. CPAP is one of the most underrated things. Um, obviously, I have one, you know, team neck meets, um, you know, you know, Scants and uh, Big Matt, uh, not the Big Matt who's on the podcast right now, but there's another Big Matt who also has a CPAP, um, you know, several of us in the crew, you know, kind of goes with being a big, sweaty, meathead powerlifters, you know, um, it has changed my life. I tell everybody that I meet, all my coworkers, other than the day I got married and the day that my son came into this world and I held him for the first time, the first night I slept with a CPAP on was the greatest day of my life. I have had mine for, uh, we're coming up, this spring will be three years, and I have never missed a single day. I go off the grid uh, to the cabin, no power, no phone service. We bring like... Uh, deep cell boat batteries with an inverter and I run my CPAP off batteries when I'm in the middle of the woods. I refuse to sleep without it. If the power goes out because there is a wicked blizzard and there's four feet of snow outside of my house, I will get up in the middle of the night. I will start the generator and I will run one extension cord to my CPAP, sleep the rest of the night and deal with everything else in the morning. I, I love it. It has been the single best recovery tool and help my lifting more than anything else if you listen to um 
Jimmy Kolb, the sleep is the answer to the test. Uh, Stan, the rhino efforting, you know, promotes like, even if you don't actually have sleep apnea and training is that important to you, go buy a secondhand one and sleep with it anyway. Because even if you don't have severe apnea where you really need one to like prevent strokes and other bad health benefits, it's going to boost your recovery. And uh, yeah, does, phenomenal. Does it just push you in a rim, rim cycle faster, kind of? Because it puts you into like a deeper sleep. Because I know you only, I know you only get like four hours of sleep some nights. So, <laughs> so what happens is, um, I've always been a good sleeper, or so I thought. Like, I sleep at night, hardly ever woke up, like to go to the bathroom, even after a couple too many brewskis or anything like that. Like, can sleep through train horns and fire trucks going down the street. But what you don't know is when you have an apnea event, you're you stop breathing, your oxygen level drops, your sleeping heart rate might be like 70 or something. Then when you start breathing again, your heart rate will spike to 150 because your body is working extra hard to get all that oxygen back to your body. So it's the fatigue of the heart, which can cause the stroke, uh, cardiac remodeling. And then just like that calorie and energy expenditure of like, imagine like, sprinting for a second and then sleeping and sprinting for a sec and sleeping like that's what your heart is going through all night so that's why you're not as well rested and then again also like not going through all the proper cycles of sleep because you're micro waking up every couple minutes or you know a couple times a minute depending on the severity that makes sense i'm glad you you're glad you found that for your uh health and your uh mm-hmm. you know your ability to lift more that's a good thing so Anybody couldn't tell that is extremely underrated. Not sure if I said that from the get-go. So, yeah, no, un- underrated CPAP machine. So number two for me, I've got, let's see, your wife wanted me to mention this, uh, Sudoku puzzle. Sudoku, Sudoku? Uh, I don't know how to say it either. Um, I'm going to go extremely unpaid. It was a topic mm-hmm. this weekend when we're at the cabin, you know, already talked about the power situation or, uh, you know, when she's out in the, the tree stand, cause she also loves bow hunting. Sometimes there's not a lot going on. So she might be playing Sudoku on her phone. Um, you know, uh, even if I am just a, uh, simple blue collar worker now, there was a point in time in my life where I was fairly good at math, like advanced calculus and everything in school. Like my dad wanted me to be an engineer because I was that good at math. I have never solved the Sudoku puzzle once in my life. And I will tell you why. Sudoku is not math. Sudoku is pattern. It has nothing to do with adding or subtracting. It has everything to do with pattern recognition. And I share that with you. I am shit at that. Human behavior, (laughs) human behavior, human patterns. I will watch you for like 20 minutes and I'll figure out like I'll Sherlock Holmes. You will look up and down and tell you your past. Okay. Directions. Same thing algebra i was so good at algebra and you hand me a sudoku and i just see f- mm-hmm. static i don't know i don't get this so no i'm with you on that one because it's not math it's patterns i can do math i can't do those patterns maybe i always associated it with math because i was in like a in a advanced uh physics class like the mm-hmm. second level in high school and uh you know the teacher was very incapable at his job. 
I was the only one that passed the exam in my class because that's what my father did for a living was teach physics. So he taught me the class at home while my teacher taught nothing mm-hmm. in school. And he gave us like, oh, today your assignment is complete a Sudoku puzzle. So I thought it had something to do with calculus and math because why else would we be doing this in physics? No, I just have a lazy piece of shit teacher. Yeah, you might as well learn coding. If you think Sudoku is math, it, it's not. It's coding. It's just recognizing the pattern of this number to this number to this number to this number to this number. There's nothing to do with the math because two plus two equals four every fucking time, no matter how you put it on there. It just matters where you put it. That's pattern <laughs> yeah, recognition. Yeah. It's not math. So I'm with that you. Yeah. It's the worst. If you ever want to feel stupid, pick up a Sudoku. <laughs> my best friend's like no i got this and my wife's like my wife was doing a, a what game it was jedi survivor there's a sudoku in jedi survivor oh those puzzles are hard in that game for sure and i'm looking at this and i was like i'm gonna have to google this and my wife was like no you're not and she did it and i was like nope <laughs> i said if you asked me right now how you did that i would never be able to tell you because it was just, she's like, it's just Sudoku. I was like, yeah, sure it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Big Matt. My last one here for unpaid and underrated is going to be mullets. Something you're very familiar with. At least you were very familiar with. Hell yeah. Yeah. I still think um, I've got to go um, with underrated on the mullet. I miss mine a lot. Um it was a hard choice of like when to cut it. Like I started that at the beginning of COVID. Like I got my last haircut, like right before they shut the barber shops down here in New York. Like, and then, you know, I've had, had trims obviously to make it into the mullet, but I really wanted to have it at the lift hard, live easy classic, but leading into that meet, um, you know, it's summertime, it's hot. And, uh, one of the things I added to my lifting is a ton of GPP or like, you know, cardio or whatever. And I like riding bikes, sled dragging rower, like it was a wet mop every day. And I just, I couldn't deal anymore when I started doing all the cardio. And although I probably got more for my lifting from the mullet, just because it just gave some kind of energy. And I don't think my pit vipers look half as cool on me anymore. Um, <laughs> it'll be back someday when she says it's time to grow the mullet out again, because the whole thing with her idea in the first place, why I grew it. So, you know, it'll be back. Definitely underrated. You didn't have it at the lift hard live easy. No, I had, uh, I had cut it like the beginning of July, which was a big I, deal. I didn't tell anyone. I swear I walked in. Okay. Because I was late, right? Mm-hmm. And I saw you and your mullet, and I was like, hey, it's Big Matt. And you were like, yeah. And then, like, that was how we recognized each other. And I swear it was because you had a mullet. So mm-hmm. that's, yeah, nope. that's that's a Mandela effect for me. But oh, Floss <laughs> had long hair. I'm trying to think who else had long hair. No, no, it was definitely, it was definitely Matt yeah. because I was like, that's Big Matt because he had a name tag. It's, it was Matt. So I even <laughs> talked about it at the zoo with, I believe, Diet Tanner also cut his hair, correct? <laughs> uh, he had long hair at the meet, but he, I don't think he does anymore. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I no, he cut his hair. Hmm. Well, that's fine. That that completely mm-hmm. uh, my brain completely said name tag Big Matt mullet that says me because I did mm-hmm. I did recognize you right away and said something. His to wife you. has long hair. 
He's his shoulder length here. I guess a little past. Yeah, you're right. I definitely <laughs> thought his I wife could, was him. Yeah. I mean, I don't I'm just trying to help you out. Yeah. If I had my wife's hair, I would never cut the mullet because she's got those tight curls and like the dudes that have like the really curly mullets that look like a perm, like it's like Tommy hair. That's like next level. If you've got that hair and you cut it into the mullet, you're you are the peak of mullet right there, you know. All right, all right, let's get going to the next one. Uh, okay, got a couple here that I added during our conversations and some other ones. Um, uh, unpaid or overrated, unpaid or underrated, jumping through there folding tables. You know, that's a tough one to say because, like, have you ever done it? I think I have. I it, I've jumped through things. I it's one of those things. Like, do I remember? Like, even if it wasn't at a tailgate, like every like cookout, like afternoon backyard before a four o'clock Bills game, like maybe not. I think. I think what I'm going to say, I'm going to say unpaid because they're kind of grown bigger than just the Bills Mafia. And now it's just a drunken NFL tailgate thing. But mm-hmm. like, because that whole thing, like the phenomenon started here with our crazy tailgating, because like we suffered so many years, we have like the diehard loyal fans who have loved the Bills, even when they have sucked for all of my lifetime, I don't remember the Jim Kelly, Kelly era. I was a like baby basically then. So we still had fun at Bill's games. Like I, you know, they're getting destroyed. It doesn't matter. Like we're still happy to be there. We're drinking, jumping through tables. Like in, in its infancy, it would have been uh, underrated, but now that it's just every team does it. And like the Bengals, they're crazy. Sure. They're crazy. They're not Bill's mafia. And that's just me being biased. So, you know, whatever, maybe I have a little bit of that hipster elitism about it or whatever, <laughs> even so. Yeah. We're going to go um, unpaid for sure. The the Bengals fans jumping through tables are the equivalent of the, Oh my God, I'm so weird on TikTok, Or, and it's just them like they're at dinner and they like stick their tongue out and they're like, Oh, you married such a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> like Yeah. They're trying okay. too hard. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, unpaid or underrated. Uh, T-Swift. Second week in a row, T-Swift has come up. <laughs> I have been a fan for so long. I have been a fan for a very long time. Like 15-year-old Matt. Through like when I moved out of my parents' house, T Swift calendar. I remember it had to be the junior in high school. Two, it might have been the two thousand nine or ten. One of those Christmases, I got a T Swift calendar in April. Oh, and I had a buddy who had the same calendar. <laughs> that that picture she had in the month of April, which is my birthday month. I'm like, oh. I, I have been a fan and I've been a fan of her music. So I worked at a, there's like a local to Buffalo, like a hot dog restaurant, whatever. They get real busy in the spring and summer. It's my first job in high school. And like, they used to play like pop music and you know how like retail playlists are or anybody that's worked like a, you know, any kind of job like that. Like you hear the same songs over and over and like 
some of them you loathe, but like some of them you just latch onto. And like when you're 16, 17 year old kid and you're there with your friends and you're just mopping up the restaurant after close and you're belting Taylor Swift into the mop handle, like it's a microphone, like those are core memories, you know? And, um, you know, I've listened to Taylor Swift through college and then I met my, I'd known my wife, but we, when we started dating, like she's loved Taylor Swift forever too. She's had like, you know, whatever, like the high school boyfriends that broke up with her at the right time to make the music hit extra and everything. And uh, actually funny thing is this Saturday, we are going to the IMAX to go see the concert uh, movie or whatever that's coming out, which like, I love that. Yeah. Like, um, so whatever I don't, I am not independently wealthy. I cannot afford tickets to one of her concerts. So we're going to go and we had to pre-order movie tickets to go see the movie of a concert because she's such a phenomenon. (laughs) But, um, like building my house, my wife, like it's one in the morning and we're laying flooring and we've got Taylor's version of red on 11 in the house just shaking the walls like marketing <laughs> back to like 10 years ago like when that like hit different because we were younger and you whatever you know coming of age type and taylor swift was like the peak back then for me so i i i can't say that she's overrated even though she's one of the biggest or I can't say she's unpaid, even though she's one of the biggest people in the entire world right now. Mm-hmm. I'm a little over the whole NFL thing. I'm not really into that. I don't follow any of that, but I'm going just off of, I love the music. I love the re-releases of all the albums. And I mean, who's going to deny that she's not a good looking woman, like all of that underrated for sure. Hell yeah. I just miss that she, you know, doesn't sing country music anymore. Like oh, I stop I don't it. think I've listened to a single song she's done in 15 years since she got out of country music or like eight, 10, 10 years. If you haven't heard trouble and didn't yeah. like that song, something's wrong with you. Maybe that song was incredible. It all, it all sounds yeah. the same to me. Even oh, if here we go. Even if those ones aren't my favorite, like I still listen to them. I still appreciate it. But like, just listen to the old stuff or listen to the Taylor's version of the old albums because like the re-releases are even better. That's what I listen to 99% of the time. Of- oh, she's, she's re-releasing her country stuff as pop. Is that what she's getting at? Um, no, it's not even as pop. Just like some of the music dynamics have changed. Like the music's tweaked a little, the vocals are a little different, but like, um, Interesting. you know, speak now and everything like, the other side of the door, Taylor's re-release is like my favorite song. It's like that song that's so good that like no matter what, like I get chills when I listen to it, as lame as that sounds. Like I just love that song that much. That version ten times better than the original. And that one came out in maybe twenty ten. So yeah, you can listen to those. So it gives you something new, but it's something you're familiar with and you like and depict the subtle differences between the two I find interesting. Uh, your enthusiasm filled me with great happiness. Uh, unfortunately, it went a little long, so I'm going to give you two, but yeah. these are rapid fire. Okay? okay. I want I want 60 seconds or less on both of these. Okay. Okay. First one, unpaid, underrated, General Grievous. Love his character but he's a total wuss and he runs away from everything. I am going to have to go unpaid as cool as he is. He 
will not stand up and fight. He will run from any conflict at any given time. And the more Clone Wars animated you watch, the more you'll see that pattern. So, unpaid. Okay. Last but not least, Hollywood Hulk Hogan. I mean, he's the man. <laughs> he is the man. I, I, I love him. Like, one of, in my first powerlifting meet where I met Big Keith in person for the first time, I wore um, Hulk Hogan socks. And I remember the head judge complimenting me on my Hulk Hogan socks and then not realizing that that is who was judging my meet was Dan, whose barn I trained with at the crew. And, uh, you know, now we're friends and everything. So it was just cool. We had that little connection over Hulk Hogan. So completely underrated because he is the man. He's the Hulkster. And he started, well, he didn't start, but the NWO. But founding member of NWO. Yeah, NWO. Of I'm trying to keep it under 60 seconds here for you. That's what I was yeah. going for. I wanted to hear the four life stuff, right? Which led to the Wolfpack. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, I think you passed unpaid and underrated. All means. Great job. Great job. Add that to my Instagram bio. That's so funny. You know, Mauser actually did do that. I know. I love that so much. <laughs> he told like when they talk about guests that get it, he really got it. You know what I mean? If you do that, if you add past unpaid and underrated on the U and U, we will share the shit out of that. That's hilarious. I'm gonna do it tonight. Why not? Absolutely. I put it on my Facebook too, and no, no one in my family will understand it. I don't even have Facebook. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, just cause. Why not? <laughs> okay, I think it's time. Uh, we do have a little bit of time to move on to the. Uh, we're all in the same time zone now. I think this is the first guest I think we've had that's in the same are, time yeah. zone. <laughs> it's because I've been on a run a crew of uh, of of the start live easy, and it, only a handful of us actually came in from you know yeah. not local. So uh, it's, it's kind of nice actually being on it. Time to move away from that Midwest shit. <laughs> Just bring some more people from our time zone. Um, what do you got for us? I think it's it's your turn. Um, yeah, I got a couple questions. Uh, you know, uh, some of these they don't have to be super long answers, so it doesn't. You know, I know we're running pretty long so far. Uh, one of my uh, first things was, uh, you know, all three of us home gym owners, basement gym owners. Um, you know, Keith definitely a little bit of an equipment junkie, maybe more so than you, Joey. But I know that you also kind of like the minimalism side of things. So, one piece of gym equipment for the rest of your life what are you picking to try to cover everything? Barbell. Barbell and plates. Yep. If you know, does it, if, can I include the rack? No, that's two pieces, right? Mm-hmm. Fine. We'll do those. We'll do those dummy squats, right? Where you just like, you press it up onto your Steinborn. Steinborn. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. We'll do those. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll floor bench, right? That barbell. Me and that barbell, I saw, speaking of memes the other day, and Star Wars, it might have even been you that shared it. Um, it was like that scene when Darth Maul is walking back and forth behind the... Um, the me looking at the dumbbell rack me or looking at, Or me looking at the yeah. barbell for 10 yeah. minutes in between my sets. Yeah, that's me. Mm-hmm. That's yep. me. Just like, you're my guy. You're my boy, Blue. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was a pretty easy one for me, actually. Thank you. Okay, Keith. How about yeah, you? I, I mean, it, it's it's hard because like I'm. Uh, did he freeze for you too? He did. He did freeze. We'll have to do. 
You have to say that again, Keith. Call it a weight set. Or play it for. I'm just going to kick him out. It'll just be me and you for a minute. God damn it. I think you said a weight set. or I heard a weight set and a Steinborn. Yeah. I would do the same. Oh, hell yeah. So for me, I'm going to pick the sled because I feel like you can get every part of your body jacked and cardio and do like joint healthy movement with it. And uh, I love sled drags. And I feel like if I just had that, and I don't even need plates because I have a sled that lives at work and I put pipe flanches and anything heavy on top of it and go out on lunch in a parking lot and just drag that thing around, you know, pull it with, you know, face poles, anything like that. I'm picking the sled, to, you know, to try to keep it as simple as possible and then try to keep a, you know, have it as a cardio equipment because I hate running. And I hate cardio. So that works. As it shows, as none of my stuff fits anymore. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, Keith. You really did. You cut right out, and we started having like a whole conversation in that time. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> my, I kind of just uh, was 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 nitpicking that it could only be one item. So to me, plates and a barbell are multiple items. So I don't know. But if if I live in a world where I can pick both, then yeah, I would do some variation of a weight. I, I don't know, like a, a barbell. It has to be barbell. If I couldn't pick a barbell, maybe a adjustable kettlebell. Like I don't know what the fuck I'd do with it, but like I don't know. I'm a I'm a I'm a meat and potato. Give me a barbell, squat rack, and a deadlift platform, and I'm good for the rest. He's, he's not a botanist. Yeah, obviously. Thank thank goodness this isn't the world we live in, and we get to have all of our toys. Not a botanist. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Here's. Go ahead. I got another quick one here for you guys. Um, I'm not sure. I know we've talked about like you, you eating before your training and your schedule and things. And I have like some weird uh, tendencies for like food around training. So um, we'll break it into like a two category favorite pre-lifting meal, upper body day. So like bench press day or lower body squat and deadlift. Cause I have different answers for both. I can do upper body fasted and still perform well. Uh, lower body, if I'm working out in the morning, I want a couple of eggs. I want some avocado toast, just something that's going to just fill me. Um, I might be an outlier. I don't really care. It's what I ate the night before that really starts to affect me. And, mm -hmm. you know, like... I had every intention this morning of getting up at five in the morning and getting into the gym. But last night I decided to eat ghost pepper chicken wings. So I did not Ooh. sleep very well. <laughs> <laughs> so like that affected it. I just said, no, I'm going to sleep and go to work and work out when I get home. Um, mm -hmm. And what did I have for lunch? I had some chicken and rice, right? So I would say there was a time I cared more and now it comes down to, Remember the old days of carb loading you used to carb load the day before, right? Like if you knew you had a big lift, you would eat a ton of mm -hmm. carbs the night before. That's where I am now. Okay. RP 10 push tomorrow on lower body deads or squats. I'm eating pasta the night before. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. The glycogen stores and all that. How about you, Keith? Did we lose them? Yeah, I think we lost them. Okay. Well, I'll give my answer then quickly. I have like specific. Oh, here he is. Oh, he's going. All right. You're back. Yeah. I don't really have specific foods. Uh, I just, it's more about timing for me. So my, my, my biggest work 
of the week is my Sunday. So as long as I get my, my normal breakfast in between seven and eight, I'm good to go. Uh, which is typically just a bowl of protein cereal. Uh, during the week, if I get home early enough, I'll train before dinner. If I get home late enough, I'll eat a late dinner first, but it's just like the normal shit I'll eat the rest of the week, you know? So I very seldom am I like, oh, I need to specifically eat this because of this. So it's just, I'm, I control enough shit in my life that if I tried to control that too, I'd fucking probably go crazy. I will tell you the one thing I don't want before I work out bacon. I will strategically not eat bacon on days I lift because fucking tasting it all day. You got to do a, you got to do a big deadlift that you're your body's like, you're not going to do this. You're like, shut up, buddy. I can do this. The bacon's going to go. You cannot. I am going (laughs) to creep up and tickle the bottom of your nose and you're going to taste bacon while you're trying to lift. So I will tell you that's the food I do not want to eat before a lift. It's funny, Joey. I'm almost like the opposite of you. Like if I have a squat workout, which I don't really deadlift that much because it's an equipped thing. We just hate deadlifts. Um, I like to be not fasted, but like no food in my stomach. And I, the only thing I worry about is electrolytes, like liquid IV, something like that. Yeah. So like, I don't want any food in my stomach, especially like in the gear, like if my stomach's bloated, like the briefs aren't going to fit right. So just give me, let me be really hydrated. And then if I'm going to bench, especially in a bench shirt, like get me as like, I'll be, I'll eat half a dozen bagels before I put the bench shirt on and just get as full as possible. So it's almost the opposite where you say you could do upper body fasted. I need all the carbs, like an hour or 30 minutes before benching. And then for a lower body, like I could have been six hours without eating. As long as I drank enough water, I'm good to go. Let it rip. Yeah. Electrolyte supplements all day, every day. I've said it before on this podcast. It's it. Most people, what you think ails you is dehydration. And I know that's like the, the meme right now is your boyfriend asks you how much water have you had today? My wife, the other day, she says, I think I'm getting a migraine. And I was like, go take that electrolyte supplement right now. I got on my wife tonight. She's like, oh, I don't know. I don't feel good. Like, I don't really want to have like a glass of wine or something for the stress. I'm like, why don't you go take a prime hydration stick, put it in blender bottle and chug that. And I mm-hmm. guarantee you'll feel better. I'm not going to listen, but you know, yeah. I'm going to suggest it. Because, but, because anyway. the brain, I, I was reading this the other day and, and watching a Ted talk or whatever it is that they do on the video, your brain doesn't have pain receptors. So your mm-hmm. brain isn't sore. The membrane around your brain is sore. And that mm-hmm. membrane hates being dehydrated. Yeah. So that's what it is. Just go to <laughs> drink a gallon of water a day. Oh, we're losing Keith. He's passing right out. Yep. We saw that. <laughs> okay. Give us one more, Matt. And then we can, uh, I think you had one for each of us. Let's do those. Okay. Um. So I have. A FMK uh, Keith version mm-hmm. and a Joey version, which it looks like we have Keith first. So Keith, yours is a little bit more themed. I have three different Keiths. I have Keith Urban, Keith Whitley, and Keith Buckley. Um, I'm not sure if you know who Keith Buckley is, but uh, that one I'm hardcore. Singers. I think I'm drawing a blank on from Every Time I Die. Have you heard of Every Time I Die? They're from Buffalo hardcore band. Been around for 20 years. I know yeah, Handsome I Derek, he's a huge fan, so it might be an easy kill for you. So I guess it's more yeah. uh, Keith Whitley and Keith Urban. Uh, 
I guess I'll marry uh, Keith Urban. Tim and Keith Whitley had such a short Marion Keith Urban, and I'm killing the guy I never. Okay, yeah. How about you, Joe? You got any thoughts on that? Uh, I actually know who Keith Urban is. I know who Every Time I Die is, and I don't know who Keith Whitley is. Okay, he's like old timey country singer, you know, like whatever seventies, eighties, I think, you know. And that's uh, late '80s. And he, look, he's 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 more famous because of how he died. Because he literally was an alcoholic and fucking drank himself. They all did that. Death, uh, <laughs> if I recall, <laughs> they all. No, but did he like that. literally like drank like there was no liquor in the house, and he like he drank like fucking like 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 Windex or something. He drank whatever was in the fucking house to get high, essentially, and fucking mm. like OD'd. Okay, so yeah, the the old time country is my favorite. That's my that is my favorite country is the old time stuff. So nope, did so I don't have an answer for that one. So yeah, nice. I will uh, relinquish my rants um, and we'll move on to the Joey's. I have three Joey's. Um, we have Joey Diaz, Joey Swole, and Joey Smith. Who I had to find another Joey. Joey Smith's a powerlifter, owns Nebo Barbell, South Carolina. Who's Joey Diaz again? Joey Diaz, the comedian. You've never seen Joey Diaz? No. Um, oh, gosh. He's on Rogan all the time. He's uh, the one who talks about, he's like, you ever have the 7-Eleven Brazilian bold coffee? That's what Isis drinks. Keep you up for three days. Like, oh, my gosh. He's hilarious. Look up Joey oh. Diaz. You, you'll pee your pants laughing. He Does he have so a mullet? Fun. No, he's like... Okay. um He's kind of a bigger guy, I'd say like mid fifties or whatever, just like completely offensive. And just like the stuff that he says is just, he's a special character. Hilarious. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, since I only know who one of those guys is, it's going to be um, Mary Joey Swole because okay. mind your business and do better. Um, mm-hmm. I guess we're going to kill the offensive guy you just said. And I guess we're going to marry the other guy and i i i just want to point, sorry man yeah i did you just missed a prime opportunity to ask me about joey lawrence i am not sure if i know joey lawrence i'm sorry whoa, mm-hmm. whoa. he was from blossom you know joey lawrence he's like he's, he, has, he has eight years younger than us oh come on eight years is that bad yeah i'm only 30 so all three of those brothers actually have a podcast now too really the, uh, the three lawrence brothers actually have like a, a, a pretty popular podcast i believe Okay, so Joey Lawrence. I don't know that any of them actually quote him. Uh, was uh, brother Joey on the Blossom television show, and he was a little bit of like a heartthrob musician, uh, a la a la Mark Wahlberg, Wendecorn, or Weldecorn. We're talking to you there. So yeah, prime <laughs> opportunity to miss out on the Joey Lawrence uh, reference there. Yeah, I missed that one. Well, <laughs> I have one small question since that one kind of flopped a little. If you think that's all right, um, you're most embarrassing song that you lift heavy to like you're gonna put the music on and it's like that guilty pleasure doesn't really fit the situation song i would i will definitely tell you that because my wife has pointed it out multiple times uh it is shady love by the scissor sisters so the scissor sisters do you know uh, do you know who they are i do not know uh okay imagine the gayest group of people you have ever met in your life making incredible disco slash dance music 
like a regurgitation of the Bee Gees. Okay. And that one song, for whatever reason, pumps my blood. I'm a just huge fan. the beat or something. Yep. It's, I'm actually it's, a huge it's, fan of them in general. It's, mm-hmm. They're my happy time music, but that one song is in my workout playlist. It's called Shady Love, and it's stupid. It's like, I would just say, it's like, it's not even their best song, but it's in that playlist. And every time it comes on, my wife goes, it's all hardcore. It's all deathcore. It's all heavy metal, or it's all extreme EDM. And then that comes on and what the hell? <laughs> Just a wild card. <laughs> yeah, absolute wild card. Uh, and then I recently added Alanis Morissette's The Reasons I Drink, <laughs> which is also like, definitely does not belong in a workout playlist, but I love that song so much that I just want to hear it all the time. How about you, Keith? Uh, as far as, not, I mean, says I listen to a lot of country, but one that's a little more like... Uh, <laughs> not one whatever i i can't not lift heavy to that i love that fucking song you have to say the song name again because you you cut out on us keith strawberry wine okay yeah well it's like that sappy 90s like you know i get that yeah doesn't really fit the whole lifting uh my answer i ha- i have a a um a new one as of late and that is uh, Last Friday Night by Katy Perry, which is probably played in every L.A. fitness around the country. And it's just stupid white girl pop music. And yeah. that one, just, it gets me going, you know? <laughs> it is super good. That is a good song, actually. So, but, like, again, I'm like you, Joey. It's mostly, like, hardcore or deathcore, sometimes, like, 80s country, but mostly something heavy. And then just put that one on and, like, Load 700 on the bar. I want to squat it to that song, you know? I want to put something out there before we move into the next segment. Have you heard of Jaluka? Okay. Okay. All right. Have you heard of Electric Callboy? Okay. Electric Mm -hmm. Callboy is a weird, I want to say German version of this, but Jaluka, I just recently discovered. So uh, they have a song called Black. They're a Japanese metalcore band. Okay. Japanese metalcore is a big thing, too. I don't follow it, but I know they love metalcore over there. I couldn't have told you a single thing about Japanese metalcore until this band. And they mix dubstep with their metalcore. Okay. Um, Something different. Oh, it works. It works. <laughs> I have been obsessed with them for the past, like, week. And the, it's it's bad lyrics, right? Because they're just translating what they know into English. It's just like the lyrics don't make sense, but the dude's right. a pretty good vocalist, so it works. J I L U K A Jaluka. Jaluka. Yeah, okay. look it up. All right, definitely will. All right, our poor teddy bar, our poor teddy bear down there is losing is losing his eyesight. Should have had a monster. No, I, I did want to. Uh, I did listen to some of that Bridge City <laughs> Centers that you recommended. Okay, so I think I listened to like five or six of them. Like I dug the sound, but I couldn't understand three quarters of the lyrics. I don't know if it's because she was singing too fast or she was more screaming. I almost kind of envisioned she like, does some screaming over singing, but I almost feel like she she didn't open her teeth to actually fucking sing. Like she's singing with like her teeth closed kind of sound. So I'm like yep. I, I I like I get the feeling, but I don't know what the fucking lyrics are. So I it's like I 
but then like some of them i could like like some of the songs were very clear and some were not so it wasn't consistently yeah the lyrics are mostly about uh death satan and <laughs> like fairy tales and monsters i dug the sound though yeah no they're fantastic she does that she does that thing that i don't like with female vocalists where they do this pretend accent where like their r's are w's and it's it's honestly one of the things I dislike about female vocalists and and but because I love the sound and the band and the lyrics so much, I absolutely love them. What about the other ones? Amigo the Devil and Scott Byram. Did you give them a chance? I just got through the first one or the first band. I wanted to be able to consume um, enough of it. So Amigo, I, Amigo the Devil is gonna be a bit of bluegrass, black grass, I think we call him. Uh Gonna depress the shit out of you, probably. Mm-hmm. I have enough of that in my life. <laughs> but he's a very good poet. He's a very good poet. I look at that kind of stuff because he sings a lot about death and confronting your mortality and your addictions and all of that stuff. And he does it in a really poetic way. Um, there's one song called Cocaine and Abel. The first time I heard it, I cried like a baby. Like I sat on the couch and bawled. And my wife came in and was like, what the hell are you listening to? And I was like, I don't know. And ever since then, I've loved the dude. And Scott H. Byram is a dirty one-man band from Texas. And that's the album you want to listen to, the dirty one-man band. He sings about titties and booze and drugs. And <laughs> and like he got hit by a truck. Like and there's some a of lot of songs about trucks. And so he might be a little more up your alley. He's a little more, um, a little more uh, aggressive. I've seen him many times. Great dude. All right. Well, I guess that rounds us out. Yeah. We're ready to dive right in. We're ready to dive right in. Still laughing. I'm still laughing about like, we're going on about just like a death core music and I can see Keith's one eye. He's so tired. Like he's just tapping right out. Well, I wanted to, I did forget that I had listened to them that you recommended them. So I wanted to, bring that up while it was still relevant appreciate that but yeah let's uh let's bring this one in for our landing boys all right you can find us at unpaid and underrated podcast on instagram you can find our website at unpaidinternpodcast.com where you will find bios of every guest every host and in the future there might be even some surprise guests and hosts eventually keith and i are gonna need to break from this and uh you know we've got some surprises planned for everybody so tune in the next couple of weeks to hear that kind of stuff uh, I want to thank Big Matt for showing up, and I want to apologize to Big Matt for not being able to show up. <laughs> he said today, well, when are you guys going to call me? He doesn't understand. We've been calling him every week. Like, come on, man. Like, we call you, you don't pick up, then you try and put it back on us. Stop gaslighting. And just, like, pick up your phone when we call you to be the guest. Uh, guys, where can we find you? KeithHoneyCat73 on Instagram. and Go follow my orange gym, the no wine cellar. I'm at M Sesney, S-E-S-N-I-E on Instagram, but, uh, you know, go follow Unpaid and Underrated and Massonomics. We'll see you next Tuesday, boys.